You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network, the premier source for role-playing game entertainment. Gentlemen, welcome back. It's Friday night, and it's time for chaos. Uh, you know, I think I mentioned this before, and I know you hear it uh, in the chat. If you're watching this uh, premiere on YouTube, you probably see it in the chat, or you you see the ads, or listen to the ads in the podcast. But I want to shout out our our sponsor for this whole season, uh, the publisher of uh, Call of Cthulhu, Chaosium. They've been such a, a an amazing um, help and support system for us. Uh, big shout, out especially to Brian Holland over there, who's just like become uh, a, a celebrity in the oh. niche uh, <laughs> as much as anyone. And uh, you know they've They've got a lot of exciting stuff going on. Make sure you head over to chaosium.com and use code TFC for 10% off uh, your order. It's like a no-brainer to buy these books. They are my favorite books of any role-playing books I have. I can't get enough of them. Uh, so check it out and use that code. Uh, and they've got a ton of new stuff coming out this year that I can't even tell you about uh, due to NDAs. Um, but you should still use that code now because you don't want to wait until later. Anyways, speaking of books, I, uh, you know, it's, it's February now, I guess we're recording this still in January, but I think you're watching this in February. By now, some New Year's resolutions have probably started to, to wane off. The gym's a little emptier uh, than it was a few weeks ago. Um, and, uh, uh, one of the things that I wanted to do this year was read more, which it's just impossible, um, be between work and three children. It's like, it's talk about work. It's fucking work to try and read something. But so far I've been, uh, I don't know, at the time of you watching this, it may not be true, but I've been like doing a book and a half a week, which is just like, you really gotta like be reading every free second. Um, but I'm curious what, if, are you guys big readers? I know, Ross, you're like a, uh, you're into a lot of esoterica. You always mention some uh-huh. book that you're reading on, uh, Swedish, uh, surgery procedures from the 1910s. <laughs> Ooh, um, if only. Sound off in the chat if you know the title of that one. Are you guys, are ever, is everybody a big reader? And if so, what are you, what are you reading right now? People like to get to know the, the people behind the amazing characters. Um, Nora, are you, are you an avid reader? Um, I was, um, and I, that that was actually like my new year's resolution was to get back into reading more. Um, and so I'm currently reading. Oh, look at this. It's nearby. House so you know it's of real. Leaves. Oh, it's nearby. Mm. Um, if you're a Cthulhu fan, pick it up because like right from the get go, I'm, I'm just starting it out. So I'm not far into it, but it's already like super weird in the best way. Um, and I feel like if you're into, weird shit and cosmic horrors and like mysteries this is right up your alley as well if you're like watching this it's easily the most recommended book in the history of the network and i've never read it but like everyone else has and uh, yeah everybody's always recommended it i think like every time joe opens his fucking mouth he says house of leaves (laughs) (laughs) yeah joe joe was the first one that told me about it years ago like pre-network and then everyone else like sydney is oh i've read it i've read it it's supposed to be really good and also uh correct me if i'm wrong it's like uh, visually 
interesting as well like there's a lot of i don't know how deep you've gone into it but some pages like the colors change or like one word is always in a certain color and yeah they're they're, they do some really interesting things visually also um if you've read infinite jest and you know all about like a a book within a book just in the footnotes this is kind of like a similar vibe to that it reminded me of that um yeah it's been sitting on my bookshelf forever because I, it was gifted to me and everybody raves about it and this was like this is the year where I get back into reading and uh you know make more time for it so yeah so far so good but Rob are you are you a big you a big reader no come on <laughs> <laughs> I Honesty. mean fellow parent <laughs> yeah there's that there's Baldur's Gate um <laughs> I read a lot in that uh, a yeah. lot of letters, a lot of journals I've found. <laughs> so most of your reading is the one page of every Baldur's Gate book. I mean, part of it is it takes me forever to read. I don't know why. Uh, I'm, I'm just a slow reader anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say uh, I got more into it in the last year than I had been in a long time. And uh, part of that was just because I'm reading like I got super into the Discworld books, which I'd never read. Discworld, uh, what is that? That's Terry Pratchett. Uh, he writes, I mean, it's all like basically like, honestly, it's, it's, it's like GCN in a nutshell. It's just like fantasy comedy. Uh, oh, okay. he did, I mean, I've heard of he Terry did good, Pratchett. He, yeah. did, he did Good Omens with Neil Gaiman, uh, which everyone loves, but then he has just this, this, this fantasy setting called Discworld. Okay. And, um, just, you know, there's just an inept wizard that I really relate to, uh, who's a protagonist in a bunch of the books, but they all like, it's not the same characters in all the books. It's like you can basically just pick up one and pretty much be guaranteed that you don't have to have read any other ones. That's cool. Uh, and there's like 40-something. They're, they're, they're great. They're also super quick reads, and they're hilarious. Just nice, dry British wit. <laughs> love a good British wit. Yeah, I, yep. I've heard of Terry Pratchett, um, yeah. but now maybe I have to check one of these out. I like that you can just read any of them and not have to read the series. Yeah. Yeah, I read one that was called Guards, Guards. That was amazing because it's basically about like the city watch. So That's it's like famous, a, yeah. It's like a cop. It's like it's fantasy cop procedural uh, book. <laughs> cool. Uh, but they are all mostly inept, and everyone they're coming across is inept. It's just like, but you know, but then there's like a dragon, or there's a. So it's just like that perfect blend of of comedy and and fantasy, which is all I want to inject into my life. That's cool. Kate, I know you're not a big uh, movie watcher. What about books? Do you crack open a book from time to time? No. Um, (laughs) Next question. Fuck books. No, not fuck. It's not like like movies. Um, I just, reading makes me sleepy. Mm. It's like hard for my brain to read. It's like the, the voice in there just doesn't shut up. Yeah. And a lot of the times I'll be reading and I'll be like, I have not been reading this entire time. And then I get frustrated and it's hard for me to pay attention to like what's going on. And I just like, I'll like go through spurts while I like read a bunch for like a couple months. And then I just forget about it because a new video game comes out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you moved on from, from reading. Have you tried uh, books on tape? So I-, so I did my, one of my good friends when the pandemic started, she started a book club. So I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to try my best. And I could not read any of those books because I'm not even picking those books. Like reading things I'm interested in is one thing. Reading things that like someone else picked and I'm like, what is this? So listening to audiobooks, I discovered that. <laughs> That's the word great. I was looking for, not books on tape. I don't imagine you're like, 
pulling out your yellow sports Walkman to listen. One of the one of the books, like I could not read for the life of me. It was Anne Platchett, the the something house. Um, It's narrated by Tom Hanks. Sounds riveting. And I was like, I could listen to it all day long. I could not read it. <laughs> what if you're like it's this ha- house of leaves book it's fucking awful <laughs> well, that one, it's like it's like sleepy it's meandering it's like it's like a cozy slow burn book and i'm like i don't like that yeah i need action all the time hmm. i've always been very anti audiobook um but in my pursuit of trying to uh take in as much information as possible i'm sprinkling in an audio one at all the time with what I'm physically reading just to maximize reading. But as someone who's like a borderline obsessive compulsive disorder, like I have to make sure I listen to every single word. So I'm constantly like going back (laughs) for when my mind wanders while I'm driving. And I'm like, it's taking a lot longer to finish the the audio book. Ross, I saved you for for the end because I imagine you have a a whole room in your home. Just pulls out like a big parchment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm currently scroll, reading one of the Dead Sea scrolls. scrolls my manuscripts and tomes have driven me quite mad. Um, <laughs> but um, honestly, tr- y'all, th- this game has produced a like I, I love the idea of a book as a portal <laughs> into into another world, and the, the, that you can sort of string them together. And one leads you to another, that leads you to another, and like I feel like people get into this game because of a love of reading of of hp lovecraft's work um th- that is creepy as that world is there is a there's a fascination to it and, and an urge to kind of dwell in it and um so I, I kind of was like looking at other works of weird fiction lately and i got really into these um these two british authors robert aikman and arthur Machen. um arthur Machen uh wrote before hp lovecraft lovecraft was a big fan of Machen's and um and he has uh, his probably most famous book is called The Great God Pan, which uh, is a very Lovecraftian uh, creepy tale. He's got another great one called The White People, which um, is one of my favorite. Sounds uh, like a book Lovecraft stories. would enjoy. Yeah, yeah. It seems like a book he'd love. Uh, it's like, nothing scary about this. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know what this was about, but I love the time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Who's he writing about? Great. I love the H.P. Lovecraft's horrors. They're like, oh, horrible intergalactic tentacle monsters. Also, Italians. <laughs> he's a, he's not a well man. Um, yeah. Um, what the white people is, um, I, I don't want to spoil anything about it kind of. It's, 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 uh, it's very eerie and, and interesting. Um, uh, uh, he's got another great one I, I enjoy called A Fragment of Life. Robert Aikman is more mid-century, but also like, creepy uncanny they they start like kind of almost like new yorker short stories and then they take crazy left turns into nightmare logic um and i so that's that's what i've been digging uh but also just i don't know like the von villiers of it all i was like i want to read a i want to read a piece of like catholic mysticism so i <laughs> I, I picked up a i picked up a book called the revelations of divine love which i think i mentioned in one of the episodes which is this book um by a uh, a medieval anchorite british nun and it's one of the first <laughs> books in english written by a woman and um and it's she was a she was a, as a young woman she experienced a divine hallucination v- mystical vision and and then had it either wrote it down or had it transcribed by an interlocutor and and it, and it describes this beautiful and harrowing m- manifestation of of God that she experienced, which presents this comforting vision of 
of divine love. And it's actually a quite beautiful um, uh, uh, read. Wow. I'm looking at – it's got a whole Wikipedia page, and it's pretty extensive. This is like – this is an old book. This was written between in, in between the 14th and 15th centuries. Yeah, so we're like Jeez. Chaucer times. It's wow. like it's being written. Um, yeah, Julian of Norwich is the the, the author. Um, and and another like uh, British Catholic woman, Muriel Spark. I read a random book of hers <laughs> called uh, Loitering with Intent. It said like post whatever. I'm yammering, but like that kind of. <laughs> yeah, Man, I'm know. just glad I didn't bring up that I was reading like comic books lately. <laughs> <laughs> but damn well, dog, you- also like also like audiobooks, and the best audiobooks for me to listen to are big old history tomes. So if something is like an imposing thing, it was like, oh my god, this will put me straight to sleep, Kate style. If you just have that running on in the earbuds, and that's why I recently finished Rick's, Rick Perlstein's Nixon Land, um, which I <laughs> which I cannot recommend highly enough. Um, holy smoke, is like the Nixon era crazy? Like, and and all the st- all the turmoil and stuff of the past five years, it, everything new, everything old is new again. It's all mm-hmm. it all it all has happened before. I I didn't realize I was just ignorant, like. You hear, you know about Watergate, but like Nixon was also doing all kinds of insane stuff. Like when, when George Wallace got shot, um, he was sending the same guys who, who orchestrated Watergate to try to go to the assassin's house and plant left wing reading material in his, <laughs> in his apartment to try to make it look as though he was a far left radical. Like, um, he tried yeah. to, he tried to mount a, uh, a, a, a campaign by sending, by sending crumpled $1 bills to Jesse Jackson in 1972. 1971 so that he could was convinced that there was a grassroots campaign to support him to try to run Jesse Jackson as a democratic spoiler in the in the democratic <laughs> primary like these are two of like a billion things that he was focused on and also and- just the ineptitude that was like <laughs> surrounding the entire situation oh yeah it's all it's a gong show and so yes. many of the guys who ran it were all these all these like former college republican students which is why all those nixon era dirty tricks feel like frat pranks because like <laughs> it's all the stuff that they've been doing like yeah, they um, are. yeah it's yeah so that was uh, uh, glad. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to talk for forty five minutes. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Well, I mean, look at the depth of character uh, that you display with Vaughn. Obviously, all this work is 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 adding to that. Um, I imagine where are you, where you're touring with the uh, Impro- improvised Shakespeare company. Are you constantly reading Shakespeare on the sly? Yeah, yeah. So I, I was reading Twelfth Night lately. I just I'm trying to knock them oh. all out. I haven't I haven't read them all. Um, so I yeah, just I tried to do that to the big deep cuts, King John and King Henry the eighth. People don't tend to read those pretty, <laughs> pretty dry, <laughs> but, um, but uh, they, they got their, they have their, their enjoyable parts. Um, but yeah, I was just up in with, with Inverse Shakespeare company. We were on tour up in Pennsylvania and driving through the little, uh, the countryside of, um, leafless trees and gambrel roofed barns. It was, it was Lovecraft country, baby. <laughs> That's great. Well, make sure uh, if you guys haven't seen uh, Ross perform, uh, check him out and uh, when he comes to a town near you. Um, in the meantime, you're watching this show and uh, things are about to get crazy. I want to talk about last week and then we're going to uh, pick up with a sarcophagus that just opened <sighs> and a staircase. Uh, man, there's so much going on. Uh, I, I imagine that uh, your notes are impeccable, but just in case there are, they aren't. Uh, 
I'll do I'll do kind of a brief of what happened last week. What if we fuck. use other people to take notes? <laughs> <laughs> people well, who have read the adventure. Like I don't read, but I, I write a lot. So. Like I know that you guys are taking notes, so I feel like that's my notes. <laughs> <laughs> I got it all up in here. Yeah. <laughs> a good forty percent is. It's tough. I mean, there's just a lot going on. Luckily, there's a lot of handouts, and some are relevant, and some just aren't, and that's uh, purposeful. We've um, established I don't like reading, so why would I want to read <laughs> yeah. my notes? This group is operating under high school group project uh, um, <laughs> rules, where it's like, yeah, we took notes, by which I mean Kate took notes. <laughs> and then Ross reads them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as you guys meet in person once a week uh, for drinks to go over your collective well, notes. Well, obviously, that's, that's all happening. That yeah. Uh, you finally met with Inspector Barrington at Scotland Yard. Uh, this was one of the uh, connections that you had to Jackson Elias. You knew that Jackson had spoken with him. And then you see Inspector Barrington's name mentioned again on an article that Jackson was uh, researching um, when he got into town uh, about something to do with these Egyptian murders, these string of murders across London, um, um, of, of Egyptian nationals. That seems to be the one underlying thing tying them all together. So you meet with him to talk about, you know, what he was talking with Jackson about and also like, well, what's the deal with these Egyptian murders? And uh, you learn a little bit about him. He's being, he's not being completely forthcoming. There's some information he doesn't feel comfortable sharing as it is an ongoing investigation. He also is pretty clear, like, listen, I don't know what you're after, but uh, seeing what happened with your friend who clearly got in a little too deep, you know, leave this to the professionals. If there's information you have, I'm happy to hear it. I'm in fact kind of desperate to hear it because the investigation isn't going that well. Uh, but don't go uh, being a cowboy out here. We, we frown upon that. Um, you, you share with him about the cult of the bloody tongue, and he is like, well, that's interesting because uh, Jackson believed that these murders had to do with something called the Brotherhood of the Black Pharaoh. And um, you guys mentioned the Penhu Foundation, and um, you mentioned uh, that you had met with Edward Gavigan, and you get the sense that Gavigan didn't have a, a very high opinion of Jackson Elias, even though you didn't get that same sense when you met him, although there was maybe a little racist undertone in his speech. Um, Vaughn attempted to charm the inspector and fumbled, <laughs> and uh, that's when he really started to button up. Uh, and then Barrington told you about the Blue Pyramid Club and someone named Zara Shafiq from Empire Spices. And he felt that uh, when he spoke to her, that maybe there was something that she was hiding. Um, so he had her tailed for a little bit, but it didn't really lead to anything. Anyways, you um, you you go on from there. You're trying to find some information about this truck that you saw outside the Penhue Foundation called Ferris and Sons, but you haven't been, haven't been able to get a hold of anyone yet, so you're still trying to uh, figure out what's going on there, if there's any sort of connection to anything. Meanwhile, uh, you split up. Margot and Carter go to try and break into the Penhue Foundation at night, while Vaughn and Feyruz go check out this Blue Pyramid Club. So Vaughn and Feyruz, you go to the Blue Pyramid Club, and it's a members-only club. You uh, you pay for a membership. You go in there, and it's strange. You know, it's very uh, it's very Egyptian. There's, there's music. There's uh, a coffee room. There's uh, hookahs. There's drinks and everything. And uh, you start talking with someone and maybe you're being a little bit too loud about the Brotherhood of the Black Pharaoh. And, uh, you know, it sounds sounds like a, a dancer may have overheard you asking questions, slips you a note under your drink, meet me under an arch at, uh, at after the club closes, I have something to tell you. 
Um, and so you go and speak with this woman and she tells you that like uh, uh, the, the the brotherhood is real and they killed my boyfriend, uh, Badru, and uh, they're very dangerous and they're led by someone named Zara Shafiq, which is the name that the inspector gave and and uh, she 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 wants revenge and she knows that there there's a truck that comes once a month and takes a bunch of people from the Blue Pyramid Club. She thinks outside of London. She tried trailing them once but lost them in the fog. So, info dump. Meanwhile, Margot and Carter break into the Penhu Foundation, hop over or pick the lock on the back fence where you saw those guys loading stuff in, go in the back door, break into that red door that was jumping out at you, and you can't open it because there's boxes stacked up in front of it, which doesn't make any sense. How would you even be able to get in and out of the room if there were boxes blocking the door? So you go into Gavigan's office, and you find a secret bookcase that leads to this secret room. Uh, there's all sorts of stuff in here, but the thing that really jumps out at you is this sarcophagus uh, sitting on the floor. You try to open the lid it doesn't open but then you notice that there the eyes of the sarcophagus are look like they can be depressed so you depress them and this like mechanical engine whirs up and the lid moves to the side and there's a staircase going down below ground um Let's do a luck improvement roll. Um, the weekly luck improvement roll. Just remember, if you fail your luck roll, add one d10 to your luck. And then, meanwhile, I'm just going to go over a little rules note. We had a little snafu with the rules last week. Um, on a normal failure, you can either push a roll or spend luck. You can't do both. When you fumble, you can't push the roll. The impact of the fumble takes place immediately, and it can't be negated through pushing the roll. And you can also not spend luck to prevent a fumble. So a fumble's a fumble. Um, that's one thing we, uh, I think we snagged last week. Any, uh, any luck bumps? Uh, I got mine bumped up eight points. Nice. nice. I got seven Test. points. Ooh. Uh, the luck. Get luckier. Um, I'm going to take you right back to the Penhu Foundation. Uh, Carter and Margot, you are, have bumbled your way into this secret room, and there is a sarcophagus with a secret staircase. What is going on, and what do you do? Uh, Margot is trying to go down, and she's, like, hiking up her, like, I don't know, she's probably wearing a trench coat, just shifting, getting ready, about to, like, step over into Whoa. it. Whoa, 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 uh, whoa. Uh, no. What, what are you doing? There's only two of us. I'm going down the stairs. I just... The <clears throat> secret stairs. Yeah, there's secret stairs uh, that are possibly run by a, a dangerous cult. I get it. But let's think about the last time we went down a set of stairs that was possibly run by a dangerous cult. We almost died, and there was four of us. So I feel like we got some good intel here. I say we go back, round up the troops. We can come back. I'm down. I'll go down those stairs. You know, I'm not some. Uh, I'm I'm a brave man. I'm a man, <laughs> but I feel like I'm also a smart man, and I feel like a smart person, man or woman, would go down <laughs> with their friends. Would go down with their squad. Do you know what I mean? Instead of going down and eh, maybe dying. She like kind of turns away but like under her breath but like so you can hear goes it's like Gunter's here what I'm sorry what what Hmm? what'd you say 
Oh, I, I expected this type of thing from Gunter, but not from you, Karsher. Uh, Gunter <laughs> tried to take me away from all of this. I'm not. He I'm, thinks I'm, it's I'm, too much. It's too dangerous. I'm not saying he doesn't we don't. care about the order. Oh, listen. You are part of this with me. Uh, and uh-huh. you are still backing down. I am. First of all, Gunter, we are in agreement. That dude fucking sucks. Okay, <laughs> I'm glad to hear you say it. But uh, I'm not saying we don't go down there. I'm saying we go down there in strength. You know, we go down there with our with our peeps by our side. How is it strength if we, if we don't know what's down there? Hmm. Well, uh... What do we have to show for going back to the group? Oh, we found a secret room, we found a secret stairs, we didn't go down it. Sounds pretty impressive, honestly. Uh, fuck, this Gunter thing. (laughs) I guess no man can fulfill their spots in my life. That's not what's being... Uh, all right, listen. You want to do? A, we could do some. You want to do a little recon? We can recon. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little recon. Uh, let me just uh, check. Uh, I just keep personal notes about my own abilities. Just looking at <laughs> looking at my <laughs> just looking at my stealth. Uh, yeah, I feel like okay. Okay, but can we have some sort of can we can we set up some kind of um, like ground rules? Do you know what I mean? Like. Uh, if we see people, we we leave. You know what I mean? Can we, like, not interact with anybody? Can we just... This is a recon mission, right? I'm down to come back. I'm no gunter. <laughs> but I also like living. And I like you uh, living. I like you alive. Uh, so can we do that? Can we have a kind of meet in the middle here? I just want to take a, just a little peek and see. But... Might be down here. Okay, generally. peaky. And I'm then, all for peaky peaks. I guess there's other things we want to look for while we're here. It's not all about this secrets staircase. Um, mm-hmm. Is it like pitch black if I look down there? Pitch black. You don't see anything. Um, we've established that you guys have flashlights. Um, mm-hmm. If you want, do we want to take a look in there with a flashlight? No. Oh, oh, oh. Did we establish that we also have a shotgun? Oh, of course. I think okay. you are armed, yes. And did I bring my cool knife? <laughs> I think you have a cool knife. I got a sweet-ass knife, which I've etched my initials into. And it's also a comb. Um, <laughs> the handle is a comb. Let's do a, let's do a listen roll. Let's give a... Yeah. A listen? Let's give a little listen, if you don't mind. Okay. I have a regular listen. Success. Fail. Okay. Um, Margo, you don't hear anything in Carter. It's a good start. Really <laughs> strain to listen in silence. You don't okay. hear anything, uh, which is good because you also don't hear anybody checking the office. I'm assuming right. you did. You we shut the thing. I think we were. Yeah. I think we said that. Yeah. Okay. Just in case somebody were to do their rounds in there. All right. Let's. Okay, can I can I turn on the flashlights and just take a take a look? Okay, yeah, take yeah. Okay, so she takes a flashlight out and shines it down the stairs. Shine down there, and you can see the the floor of. Uh, I'm so pissed because this would fucking work in real life too. By the way, 
on me just in my life. But keep going. <laughs> you, you can see the, the floor of the room below. Um, it looks like you see like the edge of a desk, perhaps, with some papers uh, strewn across it. Um, and then there are, uh, looks like crates and boxes, uh, as well as maybe some other furniture. And there is a smell of, uh, like candles long since burned out in the air. I really don't think that there's another, you know, angry pit full of bodies down here. Yeah, it kind of makes me feel bad for all the big fight I put up. Uh, I mean, I guess it's like a spot hidden kind of a situation. Like, let's look for something that's kind of sticking out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like maybe I climb to the top of the stairs. All right. So there's a, you know, it's a ladder. So you kind of like put your foot on the, the ladder. You kind of climb into it, hold the flashlight down. Give me a spot hidden. It's 49 under 69. Regular success. You see um, several crates uh, about, and they all look like open and empty, except for two, um, which are still sealed. Um, and it also looks like there's some artwork down there, as well as some statues decorating the room. Does it look like storage, or does it look like a, a room that's decorated that someone's hanging out in? The ladder. Ladder means the second. Yes. <laughs> it means the ladder that you're on. The ladder that <laughs> crashes <laughs> and falls to the ground. What was the question? The um, ladder. Okay. Yeah, it looks like a place that someone is spending time. But you don't know what they're doing. But it's just... A- we can see four walls. I mean, that's it. Yeah, We're well, seeing... like, you, you know, from your vantage point at the top there, it's hard to tell, but it seems like it's just one room, one small room. Okay. Uh, Do these crates, is there any way to uh, ascertain? I know a crate's a crate. Uh, but is there any way to ascertain if these crates are similar to, like, the crate we saw get on the on the truck? Is there any, like, markings that look the same or, like, anything like that? Yes, yeah, so roll or is that just with the flashlight to try it's it's hard to tell from okay. this from this far away. Um it looks the same. Looks like the same kind of grate. Okay. They might have uh, a standard pen you've grate that they use. Right. Okay. Is it also dusty coming down here too, or is this more like of an active path? Uh yeah, not dusty. It's 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 a space that is used. And the fact that you can smell candles still oh. is like used recently. Oh. Alright, so Great Done? I guess so I guess it it will just be hard to sneak back in here again with four people That's true, I mean the fact that there's just a room makes me less worried about the four people situation I mean I guess we go down there and just do some light rummaging can I step down the ladder enough to see the whole room? Yeah, you step down, and uh, you, you, your head like goes below the bottom of the sarcophagus, um, which is basically the ceiling of this room. And you flash the flashlight about, and yeah, there's there's three chairs, um, there's the crates, there's boxes, there's also um, some 
shelves and books everywhere, some stacked, um, some on the shelf. There's other stuff on the shelf as well. Um, and then there's artwork both leaning on the floor and hanging in the room. Um, so like to give a sense of decor, um, not just for storage. Um, you flash the light around <clears throat> while you're holding onto the ladder. You see a light switch down there. And uh, you also notice there are no doors or windows whatsoever. Like it appears this is the only way to access this room. Okay. Now I know what you're thinking. You want to look at this artwork. <laughs> but uh, I just want to remind you the last time you looked at some artwork, I'm just keeping. If we go down there, I'm just keeping. Um, Sometimes I get taken to a place, but I always come back. I'm, I'm always fine. Yeah, when you were um, tearing out your clothes and uh, you thought that wings were sprouting out of your back, it sounded. I'm fine now. Pretty. <laughs> Okay, you want to go down there and look more? God well, what else did we want to look at in here? Because I don't want to... Because what else did we want to look at in this building? I mean, this whole building was... This whole... I feel like this whole thing was just to, like, look for what's is something shady going on. And we've we, definitely gotten there. We uh, wanted to come in this room and maybe try to get into the other rooms that were locked with, like, the other... Artifacts. We wanted to look into his safe. We wanted to look in the safe, and we wanted to check that red door. And the red door seems suspicious, so we're sort of in that world right now. Um, I bet you there were research rooms upstairs that you were interested in, but um, you know, you also be like, you know, there's a guard walking around, um, and you're not sure what if anything is really interesting in there. It's like you really want to see what's in the safe. You didn't spend much time really looking at Gavigan's office before you discovered this, and now you've found this secret room. So, yeah, I guess it was just to kind of fact find, and you stumbled upon something strange. I think we've got some, yeah, we've got some great intel here. I can hear Feyruz's voice in my brain right now. She would love to be down here. Looking at those goddamn books. So I feel like let's just give a peek at these books, see what they say, uh, and then I think we should skedaddle. We've got, we know that they're up to something. We know Penhue Foundation. Here's the other thing I want to bring up, Magoo, is <laughs> that, remember, this whole, like, Aubrey Penhue-funded expedition that went down where they all supposedly died. Remember, they're like, people are talking about seeing at least one of them in, like, Shanghai. Mm -hmm. Like, what if they, if they didn't die and they came back and they brought all this stuff and now they're spreading their culty bullshit throughout England, right? Like, we gotta be, we just gotta be super careful. Okay, that's all I'm saying. I guess so. We were a bit rash- in in New York. Um, maybe I'll take a quick picture down here mm-hmm. before we leave. And Love then maybe that. we'll investigate Gavigan's office just a little bit more before we leave to see if there's anything else. Yeah, I think I should I think I should look at these books. Not look I don't open them. I just want to see what they say. I wanna see Down in Down in Zahole? Down in Down in Zahole. Oh you're gonna go all the way down in Zahole? Yeah, I feel you think Gunter would do that? Probably not. <laughs> no. Gunter would not do that. Yeah, and I'm that's gonna why go. he does not have a space in my life. Exactly. I'm going to go down, and I'm going to do the brave thing, and I'm going to look at the sides of some books. <laughs> okay. Pardon so me. You... Oh, excuse me. We shuffle yeah. by each other on oh, the ladder, so, so, all so, weird. All right, so you do a weird <laughs> shuff, ladder shuffle, and you descend into the hole. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to stay up here? 
do what you want. Okay. I feel, I just want to point out, I think it's important that a woman does whatever she wants to do. <laughs> I don't know where... I don't know what Gunter is on that either. <laughs> Look at these books. She rolls her eyes and stays on the ladder for now. <laughs> Margo stays on the ladder and you descend. I want to check back in with um, Vaughn and Feyruz. Uh You've just kind of been... It's late at night now. You've, you've got to head back to the hotel. I mean, I think you would assume that Margo and Carter are going to be back by now. Um... So I just want to see what this conversation is like for the walk or cab ride back to the Waldorf. Yeah. Um, as you were just left, this woman just left you and like she was afraid they're watching. They're probably watching us right now. And she runs off into the darkness. It rhymes altogether too much. Is Zara Shithik shades of Silas Nakwane, what? Pardon? Shades of Silas Nakwane, the fellow who ran the Juju House, the the, the, oh, the yes, demi priest of whatever the, the the bizarre rites were going on underneath there. Do you know what the thought that occurred to me? And maybe I am just looking for threads here. I could be absolutely wrong, but I can't help but think. We we found out that there were these other mysterious murders in the countryside. Yes. Y- yes. With the little... Uh, alluding to even preposterous things like lycanthropy or whatnot. Yes. People being torn asunder and all that. Do, and, and with what we just found out about Ms. Zara Shafiq and how she is transporting people from this club on a monthly basis, I wonder if we could see if any of those dates match up. Yes. Too right, Miss Chibron. She she mentioned it was um once monthly, the third Tuesday of every month. Yes. The shipment of people went out. She claimed outside environs of London. If if the murders going on in the countryside correlate to that general time frame, it might be that the two are connected. Although she did say she lost them in the fog, so there's a chance that they never left the city at all, but rather gave their pursuer the slip and burrowed into whatever horrid warren they are doing their their rites and practices in. Well, it's they seem to favor subterranean grottos, caves, things accessed by steep, unwieldy ladders. <laughs> Quite so. Um, so, so yes, we should look into those dates and perhaps if uh, you're feeling up to it, perhaps we do a little stakeout the next time they're set to to venture out. Yes, um, at the at the at the club or at the um. Well, what uh, if we followed them? Yes. That, From, that, did, it's rather early in the month, is it not? Wouldn't it be a couple of weeks until the second, the third Tuesday came up? Am I um, right about that? Yeah, if yeah. that that would be probably like two weeks away. We'll say. Yeah, because okay. we were. It was February fifth. Right. If our investigation, if our investigation bears no fruit by that time, then I think tailing that truck that leaves the um, the club is certainly in the offing. In the meantime, I'm I'm curious if that truck isn't the same 
vehicle that we saw parked outside the Penhew Foundation. One can't let one's imagination run too wildly, but it seems too great a coincidence to really let go of. Right. We don't want to force a situation where we're trying to forcefully connect things, and that way we would be pigeonholing ourselves into one situation where it would force us to not see the obvious around us. But I can't help but think that those are connected and we should absolutely uh, go investigate her. Yes, should we go to that spice spice house that she runs? Yes. In business hours, of course. Yes, although if, um, if Yelesha's right, um, exposing ourselves to her... It may be that her and her agents, if she is indeed some sort of black priestess of the of the of the Pharaoh, they're already watching us, aware of our movements. It's safe to say that that's a possibility. As you say that aloud, you look around while you're watching, and you're just uh, enveloped by the fog, where you can barely see the lights of the windows where people are still up. Uh, and the fog seems to like move ever closer ominously as you say that I feel terrible that we've been out and about and going to clubs and and enjoying drinks and all while Margot and Carter must be bored out of their minds yes (laughs) decamped in front of a a, a dusty archaeological edifice peering through windows I feel rude not having even brought them anything to eat Yes, indeed. Oh, no doubt they were already back in the hotel. I swear blind, of course, they didn't go in the damned place. <laughs> that would be absurd. Yes. Whatever. And then, of course, we cut back to, to Carter <laughs> nice. underground. Yep. <laughs> there Inside the room. In the HBO version of the show, we then immediately cut to Carter, falling down the last step of the ladder. There's oh! <laughs> a light switch down there. Uh, yeah, I, I, I operate more comfortably uh, in the dark. With my my own little flashlight here, just because uh, I don't know why. You never oh. know. You never okay. know. Light switches could be rigged. Oh, blow. okay. <laughs> Booby trap this whole room with a light switch. Um. Uh, so yeah, I'd like to kind of obviously do make sure now that I'm on in the room proper. There's not like a eldritch beast waiting for me. <laughs> you look around. Uh, you are alone. You appear to be alone in this uh, kind okay. of lo- long room. Um, there's mm-hmm. like a little sitting area and and a desk, like almost like a little study area. It's a little man books. cave down here. Yeah, a yeah. little man cave. Uh, you also see a, a chest, an ornate chest that you couldn't see from oh, above no. off to the side, uh-huh. um, as well as the, the bookcase, the artwork. And like I said, there's crates and boxes that have all been opened and emptied except two where the lid uh, is still on. And now that you're down there, yeah, it looks pretty similar to what was put on that Ferris and Sons truck. Okay. Um, All right. So, shit. Okay. So, um, I'm not looking at that artwork. I want that clear. (laughs) I want that on the record. I'm not looking at that thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this ornate chest, obviously, it tickles something within Carter. It's going to go check that out. Okay. Um... It looks to be made of carved sandalwood, and uh, it's inlaid with uh, depictions uh, in silver of kind of unwholesome-looking creatures that are kind of like a half-ape, 
half lizard. Um, and the arms on the creatures are unnaturally extended. And they kind of extend and reach out uh, towards each other. Um, Wait a minute. Half ape, half lizard? Mm-hmm. Like something that could come through a rift in time and space above somebody's head named Larkin? Or no, d- yeah, Larkin. It does look very similar. Um, now do I need to do that. like a knowledge or something to remember that? Um, you could do a, a Cthulhu mythos. I don't. I imagine your mythos score isn't very high. Oh, um, that's probably nothing. But yes, that's. I mean, it's just it's you the Rob thing. It's and the you thing Carter. We saw. Like, yeah, that's the immediate impression you get is this thing. But this is sort of a um, a decorative. They're they're sort of uh, artistically displayed on this chest with their arms reaching out towards each other, right yeah. at the place where you would open the chest. But oh my god, that's exactly what it looks like. Hey! What? Argo! What? I don't know if you remember, because it's such an everyday occurrence, but do you remember when we faced Larkin and we pushed him and we poked him and we prodded him until uh, uh, like that hole in uh, space opened and there's... They're all over this fucking box. What? <laughs> I feel like you're like around the corner now because we couldn't see the box from the stairs. So I'm just like hearing you say that this image. They're on this on box. The... I thought you were looking for books. I know, but then I saw this ornate uh, box. Just take a picture of it. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Should I open it? Should I open the box? Um. <laughs> now it's like we've switched. <laughs> um. To... Does it look trapped? Does it look uh, does it look trapped? safe to open? Oh, uh, I, I mean, it has hinges, right? Is it, it's like, or is it some crazy Hellraiser yeah, puzzle like box? Yeah, it's just like a chest that can just be opened, opened okay. up, and there's no lock on it. Oh dear. Okay, I'm gonna open this box. You open the chest, and inside are two um, elegant silver daggers. And they're sort of like inlaid in the box. The box has a uh, felt depression where the two daggers are laying crossed, uh, crossing each other at the blade. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing this box is meant to hold. I do like fancy knives. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Um, there's two fancy knives in here. Ah. Uh. I don't think I want to like touch them necessarily. Do we? Do we just take this or do we leave it? Well, do we want it not not to be known that anyone came down here? Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Even though these probably would fetch me a pretty penny on the black market. <laughs> uh, Teaching old dog new tricks. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, we just we know these are here. That's shady as shit. I'm gonna close this box. Close the box. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Let's look at these books and let's get the fuck out of here. I'm starting to freak out. <laughs> you uh, walk past the desk with just papers and laying all over it um, and drawers. You see the artwork leaning against the wall. You see like a, a little box with um, like food and water in it um, sitting right next to the desk. Like a few days supply of food and water um, and just other shit laying on the desk. Um Anything catching my eye on the paperwork, like crazy schematics to a, a gateway to hell or whatever? You scan the flashlight over the desk. Um, there's a receipt that sort of 
jumps out at you. There's various receipts for goods and services, mm-hmm. um, but there's one like you flash on. Um, here, I'll show you on roll, roll twenty actually. Oh boy. Ooh. Okay. Cast wanna, uh, iron walk yeah. in safe. Custom built. Yeah, it's a receipt oh, yeah, from Ernest Whitfield & Co., Birmingham. Custom cast iron safety deposit, deposit boxes and safes. Their motto, our diligence, is your security. It's an order number, a year, 1922, which is three years ago. And uh, on March 13th of that year, a cast iron walk-in custom-built safe was purchased for what looks like 108 pounds. It was delivered and fitted by Henson Manufacturing in Derby for 24 pounds to it for a total of 132 pounds uh, and then a little note paid with thanks that's nice they thanked him when they paid him uh wow so a walk-in safe okay and then you see another receipt that jumps out at you because you see the Ferris and Sons logo on mm. it um it's a receipt from Ferris and Sons of, of London for the six-month hire of a truck. Six months. Okay. Uh, just a truck rental. Okay. Right. Um, I guess, unless it, we've determined it's already kind of happened in here, uh, some sort of look around to see if this room is the location of the hidden walk-in safe. I can't imagine this room itself is the walk-in safe, right? That would be more than however much. Yeah, that doesn't doesn't seem like the room is that. It's not like um, he paid like for a bunker. Yeah, so you you scan around the room and you don't see anything that sort of matches that description. Um, okay. Although you don't know what's in those two crates, right? Uh, I you should know it's not in the chest. Uh, I, I imagine your curiosity has kept you at this desk a little while longer. So I'll I'll tell you, you also see a letter from someone named Puneet Chowdhury, Mr. Puneet Chowdhury, <laughs> uh, of uh, Ropemaker Fields in Limehouse. And the letter is relating to the warehousing and shipment of sundry antiquities to Shanghai uh, aboard a ship called the Ivory Wind. Mm-hmm. Somewhere, someone's writing this down. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I'm, typing, I'm typing away. Chowdhury. Of Rope Maker Fields, yeah. Okay. okay. So yeah, you've got this 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 receipt of, of goods and services from Henson Manufacturing in Derby, a receipt from Ferris and Sons for the rental of the truck, and then a letter from Mr. Panit Chowdhury of Rope Maker Fields in Limehouse. That's in London, uh, relating to the warehousing and shipment of sundry antiquities to Shanghai aboard a ship called the Ivory wind there was a picture we had of uh, like a port that looked like it could potentially be didn't we see like a boat i believe it was jackson elias's apartment um you saw a photograph of a boat and the background you couldn't see what the name of the boat was Mm -hmm. uh, but the background did give you the impression of somewhere in the orient right okay um by this time, Margot's like, have you look, looked at the books yet? And she comes all the way down the stairs and is looking at the art. Uh, I, just, <laughs> I just pinged that She's taking too. your time down here. 
Okay, great. Um, yeah, sorry. It's just there's a lot of interesting clues on this desk. Uh, how about this? I'm going to pry open. I'm going to try to look in one of these crates. You check out those uh, books. Okay. We'll speed things along here. All right. Tall crate or small crate? Oh, tall, cr- tall crate. Okay. Um, now, can, is there a way? It, this is like your standard, like wooden, like it's nailed in kind yeah. of thing. Looks like you uh, could pry off the lid pretty easily. I would love to do it in such a way, and tell me if you need a roll for this to do it, so I could put it back, so it doesn't look like somebody pried it open prematurely. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna have you do a roll here. Okay. Uh, uh, just have you carefully pry open the lid. And, uh, Margot, you're looking at the artwork or the bookcase? I said I was going to look at the books, but I start looking at the art. All right, so you get distracted, typical artist, by the artwork. And you, as as Carter is uh, sort of carefully opening this tall crate, you look over the artwork and, you know, after meeting... Uh, Mr. Gavigan, you seem to be a man of means, uh, having artwork displayed around statues. That doesn't seem very out of place. However, these particular pieces um, are very uh, unsettling, similar to the way um, Miles Shipley's art was unsettling. You see um, like a, a, a dark-winged thing that seems to be both leprous and scaly. There's a a winged hulking beast with a dragon-like tail and a a jaw that is like fang-ringed, almost like a lamprey's mouth. Does that look familiar to me? <laughs> it does look familiar, but you then you think like did I see the mouth of that thing that flew at me? I don't even remember because it all happened so fast. This room is like a regular cavalcade of memories just mm-hmm. Yeah, you wish that, like, you know, uh, Feyruz was here to, like, uh, sort of do a archaeological uh, role, as it were, the meta of the game, a role to determine, like, how old these things are. But some of these look very old, like, uh, well, you would, you just wouldn't know this, I don't think. But uh, another uh, painting is, like, uh, you see a group of prowling beings. They look like humans. Uh, but their eyes are way too big for their face. Like, their eyes take up about 75% of their face, and their faces are all disfigured, and they're just sort of prowling. And then another one that has these, like, red-orange colored bursts of light that are gathering around a tall, dark humanoid that itself seems to be composed of fire. It's just a lot of very strange uh, imagery, um... Give me a sanity roll. <laughs> okay, here we go. One's just an Iron Maiden cover, album cover. Yeah, one's just <laughs> Eddie. Hey, it's Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is pretty hard. Uh, Thirty-four under ninety-five. E. Yeah, it's gonna. It's you've seen just. worse at this point. Um, Par for the course. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to bring Feyruz down here. She's going to love this. <laughs> Come on, yeah. Carter, hurry. I'm trying. So, you know, be, you're able to withstand any sanity loss while looking at this grotesque uh, and sometimes horrific artwork. Um, and then meanwhile, you hear a pop as Carter pulls off. That was my shoulder. Fuck. <laughs> the lid of the tall crate. Um, 
and you see stenciled um, along the outside of the the or the inside of the lid rather is uh, is writing in uh, Chinese characters and then also written in English it says Ho Fang Import Export 15 Kaoyang Street Shanghai China okay and then in smaller letters uh, right on the front of the uh, crate it says attention honorable Ho Fang so perhaps the owner of this Ho Fang Import Export uh, you look inside and there's a bunch of straw and what looks like a corroded brass statue inside. Okay. Of anything in particular? You'd have to pull it out to see uh-huh. to see what's going on. Carter closes the lid. Neatly puts it back on. Something was in there. No. Oh, shit. Do I have to, can I just brush the yeah. the packing away so I don't actually have to touch this thing? Yeah, just kind of like pushing at the. Not um, trying to meta game too much, straw. but I feel like at this point Carter's terrified without, of everything without handling the statue itself. Yeah. Um, it looks like some sort of bulbous thing, and but the top of it is like an Asian rice hat. Okay, and it seems like under the hat is like a mass of something bulbous coming from the face of this figure. It's like a statue of some sort of figure. Okay. Bulbous hat person. Okay. Okay, there's something in here. It's a bulbous person with a hat. Bulbous. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm going to open this other crate. Oh, I'm going to carefully put this other thing back. Got this. As you, uh, you know, kind of brush it back and, and start to close that crate. You feel very, very cold. And there's no <laughs> windows or doors here. Just like cold air rushes against you. Okay. Good to know. I mean, it is England. It's a little drafty. You go over to the second crate and stenciled on it. This is the smaller one. It says Randolph Shipping Company, Port Darwin, Northern Territory, Dominion of Australia. All these threads are coming together. And along with that uh, stencil is a curious symbol that looks like a, a combination of a, a... It's like almost like a stylized deer's head or or some sort of creature with wings. You can't tell if it's antlers or wings the way in which this, uh, this depiction is uh, artistically done. Uh, in smaller letters uh, are the words personal to Mr. Randolph. You open up that crate similarly, like being very careful, and laying on uh, more straw is like a 16-inch, 16-inch uh, high representation of a fat dragon-like figure whose evil-looking head is, like, fringed by tentacles. And it, it shocks you enough to provoke a sanity. Fuck. It's just like... It's, only a matter it's of like looking at you. Yeah. Mm. Ah! Are, are you okay? Uh, I'll, I'll tell you in a second. <laughs> Fuck. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I failed. 
All right, give me uh, one D two sanity loss. So roll a D six. You lose one on one two, two on three four, three on five six. Wait, no, that's wrong. No, I fucked up. You roll a D four, <laughs> not a yeah. D6. And then okay, great. Whew. One, one. Okay, so it, it just seems like this fat winged tentacle mouth thing is staring at you. There's a real creepy tentacle face. I'm not into these crates. I'll be honest right now. Okay. Well, I'm shook. Let's go. Let's go. I think it's time to go. I got a little draft going. I think I wore my ankle socks. All right. And then I start closing the lid for this one. You start closing the lid. Margo, you did come down here to look at the books, and there's like, there's a lot, uh, a lot going on down here. But if you are worried uh, about time, um, you're just kind of doing a quick glance at like, what is this gentleman reading these days? And there's, um, there, there are these, the, the bookcases themselves are beautiful, walnut bookcases. Um, there are all the shelves are glass protected, and there's books and notes and scrolls behind them. So there's some jars as well, and you see volumes in German, French, Latin, Spanish, um, and then a couple in English as well. Uh, there's just a lot going on there, and uh, I'm assuming you're just kind of like, and then get the fuck out? Yeah, I think at this point we need we need our other, yeah. our other two. Right, and if the intention is to like make it look undisturbed down here, I'm assuming you don't want to take anything, so... Right. Climb the ladder, and you get back upstairs. You depress the eyes on the sarcophagus <laughs> again, and luckily it works. Close the sarcophagus. You come back into that little tiny space uh, that was like the secret room before the secret room, and then you are just outside of Gavigan's office. You slide back into there... What else do you want to do here before you turn in for the night? Uh, anything? Just a quick scan of Gaffigan's office? We didn't do that. I feel bad because this is like 20 minutes of us just like, I look for this. Yeah. <laughs> I look for this too. Yeah, I thought about that. You know, that's why I checked in with them. But at the same time, it's like, this is an information dump that is for everybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, you you have an opportunity here, so you might as well use it. You're you're just looking around his office just to make sure. And yeah, how about how about before we fuck yeah, out? I was, yeah, and it's up to you, Troy. Like, if think I should make another uh, do another listen roll, listen for any rounds going on before we take the time to quickly look in the room. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll say that you guys have an active listening right now, and you would okay. know someone isn't going to surprise you because they don't. You would think don't expect anyone to be in here. Um. All right, so looking around his office, give me a spot. Let's give me a spot hidden. See if you, if anything really else jumps out at you. Okay. Ooh, ooh, this might be extreme. Twelve under sixty-nine. Darling, I don't know why I rolled an extreme. Um, sorry. So extreme <laughs> success. Uh, you do. Okay. There's a photograph on his desk that you um, that kind of jumps out at you. It's like uh, in a silver frame. It's this beautiful three-story country mansion. And uh, Eagles Grange. <laughs> you see that it does. Uh, there's like uh, tiny letters in the bottom right that say Miser House, M-I-S-R. Um, perhaps his family home, family estate. 
Um, and the only other thing with extreme success that really jumps out at you is that one of, uh, if you're just checking his desk, one of the drawers to the desk is locked. Well, if you don't mind, I might see if I... You got a locked... You got something locked? Yes, this, just this little drawer is locked. I just... I wish you said you signed that, that receipt for the big safe. I'm just... Wondering where that could be. But yeah, there's a drawer here. It's locked. Let me try and get into this drawer. If you don't mind. Excuse me. <laughs> <clears throat> I got a two under 48. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Carter wow. just impressive. walked into this building. His yeah. locksmithing has been insane. Your skills, uh, this is your uh, perfect for the job I'm empowered now after all the fucking showing Gunter up. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you open it up, wondering what the hell it could be, and what do you keep in a locked drawer? And uh, there is a single telegram sitting in the drawer and it's a recent telegram let's go back to the uh, VTT and uh, I'll show you give it uh, give a read there Carter alright there's a telegram in here I'm gonna look at it Worldwide Telegraph Service uh, okay uh, November 6th 1924 D- Giza dig well stop all is planned stop work apace at Mycerinus Stop. Thank you for your assistance. Most helpful. Stop. Dr. H. Clive. This was dated June 11th, 1924. Paid in full in Cairo, Egypt. Oh, right. Yeah, there's this other date. Okay. Yeah, that's important. Okay. Hmm. Wait, sorry. I'm confused. So it's dated six eleven twenty four, but then it says November sixth, nineteen twenty four, in the in the actual. Mm-hmm. So it was sent. Oh yeah, right. Oh, it's because they do the dates backwards there. They do the day and then the month and oh, then right. the year. Oh right. Oh, eleven okay. six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Dude, I would have stared at that nice for a Yeah. Oh, I don't know. You got me. That's Cthulhu for you. <laughs> nope. Just a dummy. They waited several months before they sent it. Okay. Mike's Clive. Famous. And that's all that really jumps out at you. Wait, didn't we just see this Clive safe. name? This is why I should take notes. I think, I think it was... Or well, wasn't it? Because there are other... The Penhue Foundation is involved in other archaeological digs. And I think this this is one of those. Okay. Yeah. You know they have their, their hands in several of the digs. They're, they fund those digs. You know, does this... Is there something about this one that makes it need to be behind a locked drawer? You don't know. Nothing really jumps out at you, but certainly something to file away. And you said, Troy, that the that right now it's 25, right? We're in 1925? 1925. February 1925. And the, the Carlisle expedition has happened by this point. I'm just trying to line it up. Whatever. We can go through the... Yeah. What does that received by say? Because it says set by and received by. A. Peters. Received oh. by... Hmm. There's also this received at JJ slash LD or something. Yeah, the handouts for these are phenomenal. Um, so thorough. So I wish we were yeah. playing in person because like the box set gives you the physical handouts. I could, it's uh, awesome. Too. Um, Great. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, that's what you see in there. Assuming that, that you feel like it's time to get the hell out of here. Um, pushed our luck. Give me a... Uh, 
give me a stealth roll. If a car, I'm assuming Carter is going to go ahead rather than like let's stealth together. Yeah, uh, and run the risk of having Margot make a noise. All right, I'll give a quick peek. Hold on. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I failed it. Okay, uh, you're interested in pushing or? Yes. Okay, what do you do differently? <laughs> Good reminder. I'm assuming uh, the first time was just like a quiet peek or a listen. Yeah, uh, I. Well, let's see. Am I trying to? I'm trying to stealth out of the room, right? Um, you guys just want to get to that hallway, get back out because you left the lock kind of open, so it looked closed. Yeah. Um, I uh, Carter has a tiny uh, vanity mirror <laughs> that he checks. <coughs> oh God! Excuse me. <laughs> My throat failed to check. Um, <laughs> you know, he's got his little—he's got his little perfumes and stuff, and he always has like a tiny little mirror that he only looks at one side of his face with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to like stick it out the door and okay. use that as like a way to peek. I like it. He uses this to make sure his mask is all set. All right, so you, yeah, you peek it, put it out there. Give me another stealth roll. Uh, okay. You can't push a you can't, shit. A double you push. Can't push, a no. push. You can't oh, spend no. luck on a push. Some no, I, I failed it by bills. six. I failed it by six points. Failed it by six. Yeah. All right. So what I'm going to say is, you put the the um, mirror out there, and it slips from your hand, oh, hits the floor, oh, and God. shatters. That's my best mirror. We'll be right back after this quick break. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Troy. Okay. Hey, what's going on? Hope you're enjoying season two of Time for Chaos, sponsored by our good friends at Chaosium, the publisher of Call of Cthulhu. And they just came out with a brand new book, Call of Cthulhu Arkham. This is a fully updated version of the old H.P. Lovecraft's Arkham source book. It is the city at the center of it all. Miskatonic University, a bunch of mass holes fighting monsters, and you can get it for 10% off if you go to chaosium.com and use code TFC at checkout. That's TFC, stands for Time for Chaos, 10% off this brand new book, Call of Cthulhu Arkham. And you know what? While you're at it, why don't you throw 50 other books in there? 10% off? The more you spend the more you get off thank you to chaosium and thank you to you who are stopping everything you're doing right now and going to chaosium.com and buying this and so many other great books in fact why am i doing this ad i'm gonna go use this code too i didn't say i couldn't use the code go go do it i'm gonna go do it too. we're back here's what i'm gonna say you drop this mirror trying to get a better look it hits the floor it shatters. It's a tiny little van. It shatters. At that sound, you, uh, I imagine you instinctually, like, look and you see a flashlight uh, coming from, like, the front of the building. You guys are basically in the back. And your door that you need to get out of is closer to you than this flashlight that's coming around the corner. Whether it's reacting to the sound or not, you're not sure, but you do get the sense that that figure is coming around. If you make a break for the door right now, you feel like you can make it out before that figure comes. What do you do? We, we run towards the figure. Uh, <laughs> we run towards the figure. <laughs> when you put it like that... <laughs> uh, shit, Marco, we gotta go now. Oh, okay. All right, so just open the door. Would love to kick 
the mirror dust just to like scatter it so it's mm-hmm. not necessarily like obviously in front of the door we went into. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, okay, that's that's smart. So you just uh, you address that thing by just kind of like kicking it around. So just kicking not- it around. Yeah, just yeah, destroy evidence as much as possible. And you bolt. Yeah. And we just see the two of you go to the end of the hallway, go out that back door that you came in, and presumably into the night, and we stay there, and we just see the security guard come around and uh, stop in front of the door to Mr. Kennery's little waiting area, and uh, sort of pauses, looks around, and we fade out of that scene. We come back to the hotel, and it's uh, <laughs> Fairuz and uh, Vaughn. I imagine you've been there for <laughs> an hour and a half, two hours mm-hmm. before Carter, Carter, and Margot uh, show up. I, I would, I would also think that you'd wait up for them because you weren't expecting them to be this late. For sure. So yep. In in they stumble at <laughs> I don't know three in the morning. What are we uh, like giggling from like the high of getting out? Like yes. <laughs> as we like approach. <laughs> oh man! You, I was going to say you guys have adventured uh, together long enough that there has to be this point, Vaughn and uh, Favreuse, where you you wonder if they will come back, and then that relief yeah. when the door opens and you see them. God, Tilling has to give me a holy terror. I thought oh. for certain you'd be here when we arrived. Well, what, what, what time is it? How how long we were we gone? I don't know, but we're out of gin. We've been worried. <laughs> oh, no. Damn near three o'clock in the morning. We've spent all our gin. Oh. <laughs> Nearly half of them. <laughs> well, well you, you won't believe what we found uh, when <gasps> we went in there. Oh, you my God. Yes, yeah. we went in. Tell me we went think. into the red door room. What do you think we were going to do? Just sit there and stare at this building for hours? I don't know. A plethora of things could have happened. Yeah, rather transgresses on the definition of what I thought stakeout entailed, but, um... (laughs) We're the mystery squad, we're not the fucking watching squad. It was just so easy for Carter to pick every single lock. We had to. Uh, I'm glad you noticed, Margo. That's true, (laughs) I did do a lot of lock picking, guys. And for the most part, I aced it. Steady on tilling ass. What did you find? Because we, too, have um, uh, gathered together some... Some disparate threads from our conversations. Oh, great. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, lots of receipts. Oh, so, so many receipts. <laughs> no, no, no. You're, you have you're the skipping receipts. ahead. Yes. Where we found the receipts oh, yeah, was okay, in a yeah, yeah. secret room tied to, um, oh my God, what's his name again? Gavigan? Gaffigan. Gaffigan. Gaff- I always want to say Gaffigan. I know, me too. Uh, Gaffigan's <laughs> room. It's a great has clean a, comic. <laughs> has a secret room behind a bookcase. Why would you have a, a secret room? With That's a sarcophagus yeah. in it, and inside the sarcophagus is another secret room. Yeah, and I, I want to back, I wanna back up. I want to. I want to. I want to emphasize it again. A sarcophagus is in a hidden room in Gavigan's office. That when you push the eyes into it, it opens up and reveals another secret room downstairs. Which I wanted to go down immediately, and Margot was like, well, maybe we don't go. And I was like, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Typical sang Freud from you, uh, from you, Tillinghast, to go down Fairers, in, into the breach. There's so much cool stuff down there for you to look at. How, what, I didn't know what it was. It looked so old. Oh, you would have well, lost your mind. What was it? 
there was very very old art there were books everywhere just books and 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 scrolls and it was beautiful and it was overwhelming I, I couldn't piece anything out um we were getting a little nervous but uh, there, there were crates uh oh, yeah. statues I, I popped open some crates two different statues a chest uh, one oh the chest had two fancy knives in it and on the side of this chest guys you remember larkin do you remember i don't know if you recall this small thing Larkin. Vaguely remember him, yes. Yeah. Lizard ape came out and told us he'd see us again. Of the sky? Yeah. Uh, he's all yes, over that box. So so you're telling me that there's, there's a secret room within a secret room that has artifacts. Uh-huh. And and the transfer of artifacts as well. Uh, yeah, going precision. to Shanghai, going to Australia. Uh-huh. These are the points on the map. Yeah. Yes. Um, So you think those people are still alive and shipping artifacts back? I I mean, I don't know if it's people from the Carlisle Expedition, but they're definitely, like, the places that we've seen as uh, potential investigative leads across the globe. It's what Mr. Elias was saying, implying that that this... The the cult of the bloody tongue, the the brotherhood of the black pharaoh, these these are all... Multicultural organizations interlinked by strands of of commerce and and, and shipping, moving items associated with their, their dark arts back and forth around the globe. Mm-hmm. To what end we know not, but um, the the, the Penhu Foundation then is is uh, absolutely riven through with with corruption of the highest order. Oh yeah, they're awful. Also, a, a rental receipt f- uh, for six months for a truck. I don't know what that's about. Like, I don't know if it's the Ferris and Sons truck or whatever, what, some no. other random truck. I don't know what they'd be doing with a truck. It was a receipt oh. from Ferris and Sons. Oh, it was so from Ferris and yeah, Sons, right. Okay. You know that that truck that's coming and going, they have it on retainer for six months. Yes, they've rented a auto. Hired a lorry in your s- speech. Uh, yes, thank, thank you, uh, Dealing Ass. <laughs> I want to make sure you're just following along. Yes, well, good, show, found- good show, good <laughs> show. Good show. We've got some information and possibly... But these, these all have to be tied together. And I'm curious now as to the truck in our information that we received is the same as. Well, you guys found a truck too? all implicated. Well, we went back to the club. Well, we went to the club, I should say. Um, and nobody seemed to be really comfortable with us being there. But we did manage to get some information from one of the employees there outside was waiting for us. Um, do you recall how we were given information about a Miss Zara Shafiq? Oh, yeah. Who has she that spice, spice shop? Yep. Yes. Well, we're thinking this might be another little juju house as a place. Yes. It seems, according to um, this dancer at the club, this uh, Yelesha Assam, apparently... Miss Shafiq is in cahoots with uh, higher-ups at the club and trafficking groups of uh, Egyptian expatriates, taking them by truck to a mysterious location she knows not where, after which they disappear. Oh, now, it is, she claims that they're being driven outside of London, but um, she cannot confirm that she lost them in the fogs before uh, she could actually probe into where their destination was. And this happens on the third Tuesday of every month. Here again, we have... Something not unlike what was happening at the Juju House. Regular timetables 
lunar calendars uh, syn- synchronizing with occult and ancient rites wherein people are being disappeared, perhaps sacrificed or changed. And, and now you say that there is another subterranean altar or alchemist's lair where they're doing some sort of research or looking into ancient artifacts associated with their damned practices. It was, well, yeah, it did, it was more it like a rec seem, room then. It seems more like an office, a very fancy office that someone spends lots of time in and decorates. It did not seem like the bottom of the Juju house where there was a sacrifices happening and an altar. No, not a ceremonial space. Nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Oh, artifacts. Two different statues, one of which gave me the willies. I'm not going to lie. I'd, I'd wager it gave me like one point of sanity damage. Uh, <laughs> what, a, the, what a peculiar the, turn of phrase. Yeah. I have to say, we've, we all, we've all experienced some, what I might uh, uh, liberally dove the power of art in the past yeah. several days. Mm. Um, Just a way to quantify our different attributes in a way that I'd never looked at uh, inwardly before. Uh, but now I just, I can see it all. I can see the numbers behind it. You know what I mean? Hmm. You sound crazy. You sound like but... a madman, Tilly. Yes. Why would you <laughs> ascribe oh, to your wow, particular characteristics and yeah. numerical value? The, the subterranean the room, it, it, it looks uh, like it's frequented often. It's not, uh, it wasn't dusty like the the first secret room was. So when we go back, um, we should somehow make sure that no one else is going to be in there. Oh, go back, we must. Right. We must this Gavigan knows far more than he's telling. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. he sucks. Now, what I presented to Vaughn was perhaps these other mysterious murders that were outside of London. I wonder if the timeline lines up with the, these third Tuesdays of every month. Regardless of whether they are or not, I'm not sure if there's a connection. What we should do is I would love to, I would love to do a stakeout at this, uh, this spice emporium, Empire Spices, I believe it was called, whichever Ms. Shafiq's store is named. Mm-hmm. We'd love to do a stake out there. And perhaps on this third Tuesday, perhaps we trail our truck that we found. Maybe it's the same one. Yes. I think the only thing that gives me pause about that is I can't help recall how in New York every moment of tardiness and and laggardry on our part only put um, Millie more in more more danger. The more time we waste, the more of these innocent people will be absorbed into the into the orbit of this cursed brotherhood. But, 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 as a last recourse, certainly... I looked at a calendar of 1925 just for uh, accuracy here, and the third Tuesday is actually a week from Tuesday. So I believe right now it's early Saturday morning, like you're going Friday into Saturday, I believe. Okay. So because February about a week 3rd, away. Yeah, about a week, and, a week and four days away uh, okay. is the third Tuesday of the month, maybe 10 days. Um, okay, well. So... Um. And uh, the name of that spice shop was Empire Spices. Empire. And you also have been trying to contact Ferris and Sons is another thing. You haven't been, you might want to try them again in the morning. But uh, Yeah, Ferris and Sons was going to be what I was going to bring up, um, especially now since we've got – I mean, we obviously saw the truck pull up 
So we knew they had business with them, but just having them on like a six-month retainer, there might be some way we can kind of get in there and find out where those trucks are going. Right. But if it is truly a rental situation, then it is employees of the Penhu Foundation or members of this sect themselves. Mm -hmm. This dark, dark sect um, that are actually driving it hither and yon. I, I... I'm sorry, my, my, my mind is, is groping at the edge of a precipice and it feels as though the truth is just about to about to coalesce and yet it slips through my fingers each time I try to reach out and take hold of it. An international brotherhood devoted to the worship of these ancient and diamonic creatures lorded over by this pharaoh in black trading artifacts, moving them place to place, uh, assembling them, using them in dark rites, a ticking clock. And then the additional feature of, we've already seen how certain of these creatures can take human form. I think it's uh, not not to uh, put too much paranoia into our blood, but Part of me begins to wonder if this Gavin Gavigan character is um quite himself, and this Miss Shafiq likewise. But with that lady, in in retrospect, it was obvious she was a lizard lady. That house is disgusting. Well, hindsight's always twenty twenty when you're talking <laughs> lizard people. <laughs> yes. Perhaps you, you're what? a bohemian. You're, perhaps you've got a keener sense of this sort of thing than I do, uh, Miss Sauer. But to what purpose is all of this? Yes, for for what reason? Maybe you you said the the spice the spice shop lady is like the leader of something. Maybe when we go, we, we can go tomorrow. At least for this for the club is what I is what we gathered. Yes, she does seem to be transporting people monthly outside of London that belong to this club. Would we know, Troy, at this time, uh, period, uh, if, like, uh, thinking of Ferris and Sons, would there be, like, a log of, even if the truck is hired, like, do you have to, do you have to, like, keep track of where where it's going, uh, you know what I mean? Like, finding a destination, I guess, would be the... Yeah, I mean, it's possible if they rented the truck, they just said, all right, let us know, uh, bring it back when you're done in six months. It's also possible that they have to um, account for its comings and goings, that they're using the Ferris and Sons staff. We didn't know. Yeah, like the the guys that Feyruz was talking to, there was no way to tell if that was Penhu employees or or Ferris and Sons employees. Yeah, I mean, they didn't seem to uh, look like any of the people that were working at the foundation. They weren't... uh, I mean, that's what really made them jump out at you as you were standing there, this group of, like, suspicious-looking people pulled around back. They looked out of place there. Right, so they might not even be, yeah, they might not be Ferris employees either. They could just be the murderers that have rented the truck. Hired hands. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we could see, we could break into the truck company and see if there's any paperwork. Or at least where it's like, yeah, if it's been rented, where it's well, the address it's been rented to. Well, I guess that's on the receipt we have, right? Or we, that we saw. 
like where the truck's being parked when it's not in use, stuff like that. Uh, yeah, Vaughn, I don't know, man. It sounds like... Plus, it's like... They're from all these different countries, and it's like, is that country influencing the type of thing that we're dealing with, right? Like, why are there suddenly lizard people now where there weren't lizard people in in New York? Yeah, so this uh, is this the drawing together of, of, of disparate sects that are all now working as one? Maybe there were lizard people and we just hadn't discovered them. That's true. Perhaps. Although, um, with our keen minds, what could possibly have slipped through the fingers of the Mystery Squad? Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely um, nothing. Uh, um, well, it's near, damn near three in the morning. Um, I suppose um, we should uh, turn in before we uh, go and do these various um, tail jobs on the uh, on the place of business of Ferris and Sons, Shafiq, right. and perhaps we drop by um, Mr. Mahoney again to get a sense of the time frame of the um, Outer County murders. I would yes. love to hear that brogue again. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> the capital. <laughs> and, and quite <laughs> quite accurate, accurate dialect of Mr. Mahoney. Not yeah. since Tom Cruise and Far and Away has there been a more convincing... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, the other thing, too, is that these, I know it's like a stretch, but, you know, we've got, I, and I just double-checked these articles, there's no dates on them uh, for the, the, the sort of, the uh, it almost had me and the, the other sort of, off in the countryside horrors that are happening, to assume that the truck went to either of these places, you know, if we want to start branching out into those locations and see if the threads connect. Yeah, maybe tomorrow we can try to set up one of those. Mm-hmm. A visit. Certainly. Right. I love it. Uh, it's um, always important to do what you're doing. It's like, okay, we've got a lot of information. What is going on? How can we make sense of what we know? And then also, like, how does this connect to everything we've learned? Right. And... Uh, that was wonderful in ways that you will certainly appreciate someday in the next 10 years. So we want to go to Shafiq to see if we can get <laughs> a job. sense of what's I'll definitely going remember on. this conversation that happened at 1.49 <laughs> right. p.m. my time right. on a Monday. So see what Shafiq's up to. See if Ferris and Sons can give us a log of the comings and goings of the boxes to see if the Penu Foundation and, the ship- and where the shipments exactly are going. And um, see if the if there's any evidence that the people being taken out of the club are the ones being found um, mm, killed. Mm-hmm. And before we go to bed, um, I will dip off to the telephone. And um, if it's, I don't, I think this is possible. If Fong is like, you know, operator, I believe it's um, rather late in the evening in back in America, but I was wondering if you might connect me to a Mr. Professor Gibran, uh, Arkham, Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Here we go. I forgot. <laughs> All right, hold on. Three a.m. in London. I think it's I'm like ten p.m. in in the uh, Boston. Yeah, ten yeah. p.m. All right, so it's ten p.m. on Sunday night in Boston. <laughs> oh God, I wasn't ready. Um, find it. Yep, find the voice. <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello. 
yes, old man, I'm sorry. I hope I'm not calling too terribly late. Is everyone all right? Word, why are you calling at this time? Yes, of course, Professor. Um, I... I, um... Just rather happy circumstances that, uh, caused me to, uh, ring you this evening, and I'm terribly sorry if I've uh, given you to rouse from your slumber. Um, I, I won't belabor the point, uh, sir. I have come, uh, by means of the telephone, to, uh, do the honorable and gentlemanly thing, and, uh, ask for, uh, your blessing, sir. I have, uh, been a professional associate of your estimable daughter for quite some time now, and, uh, um, in short, she has bewitched me, and I, uh, am asking, sir, for your blessing to ask for her hand in holy matrimony. I understand the, uh, speed may be considered awkward, and the, the haste, and of course the great gulf of distance that separates us, but, um, it is a happy occasion that brings my voice to your ear tonight, and I hope that I can count on you for, um, your blessing, sir. In short, I am in love with your daughter, and I wish to marry her. With your with your permission. What is your name? Right, that's important. Um, right, yes. Uh, you don't know a, a thing about me. I've really called you up, given you that entire thing. I haven't really mentioned. Um, uh, I, um, uh, I am, uh, Villiers, sir. Mr. Vaughan Villiers, late of Eagles Grange, UK. Um, Citizen of the British Empire, veteran of the Great War, the Royal Welsh Fusiliers. I um, received honourable discharge after being wounded to Ypres, and have spent uh, the remainder of my life between Eagles Grange and travelling the world on uh, missions of um, intellectual import, not unlike your daughter, though I am... I, I'm nowhere near as decorated an academic as yourself or her. Um, I, I have been an admirer of her intellect, a uh, devotee of her kindness, and an admirer of her great personal and spiritual beauty, and uh, hope that I can be as honorable a hub's husband to her and son to you as you both deserve. How long have you known my daughter? That's a great question. Uh, now, yeah, what, what is it, like room? eight months? <laughs> yeah. Like over a year. I feel like it's over a year, because we had a time in between. Yeah. No, it's been, yeah, it was even longer than that I mean, from yeah, because Peru. Peru was 1923, I think, yeah. so yeah, yeah. a few, few yeah. years, you know. Three years. We first met um, in Peru uh, this this bit of a fellowship has blossomed in time to what I hope can be something, something deeper. Why is it that I have never heard of you? Uh, I, I can only say that um, your your daughter's great intelligence and uh, uh, charms are perhaps matched only by her discretion, but. Uh, I have been a constant companion of your daughter's, either in person or 
by, via letter and telegram over these past years. I, I am uh, I am currently with her in, in London. She is in London. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yes, sir. We are by no means living in sin. <laughs> but, um... Uh, and, and nor will we, um, until the day that our, um, our vows are set in stone by the appropriate ecclesiastical authorities. Is she safe? Yes. Yes, Professor Gibran. As safe as one may be in these dark times. I, tr- I, I, I understand how bizarre this request must seem. My feelings toward your daughter are entirely honorable, I assure you. And I promise you, sir, that I shall expend my last breath to keep her and our other companions safe. I see. This is highly unusual, Mr. Villiers. I admit it. Call my home in the middle of the night and ask for that which is most precious to me. Right. Yes, of course. Yet I feel as though I owed you the honor, sir, of not having it become a scandalous surprise to you. Where are you in London? We are staying at the Waldorf Astoria in a suite of adjoining rooms. Good. You hear like a, a voice, maybe a, a female voice in the background. And, and then he just like muffles the receiver. <laughs> we will get back to you, Mr. Villiers. Certainly. Um, By telegram or letter, care of the Waldorf, or um, here is is the number. Uh, Certainly, I I don't expect um, an answer right away. And he hangs up. I've... I've, Well, that went as well as can be expected. This is amazing. <laughs> wow. Okay. This is this is awesome. Um, you sneak back and you go to sleep. This <laughs> is slave to duty. Guys, get up the next morning. Saturday morning. Lots of new information. You've broken into the Penhu Foundation and found out that Gavigan, uh, you know, all told, has some secrets. Now, they may not be nefarious in nature, but you did point out that there is a lot of connections to all these places that Jackson visited, that Jackson was interested in. Shanghai, Australia, you know. It's a lot of weird enough connections that it's worth putting a pin in wondering what's going on with Gavigan, the Penhu Foundation. Maybe that was Sir Aubrey's secret room. Maybe Gavigan doesn't even know about that. You have to take all these things into consideration um, before you show up guns blazing. Meanwhile, there's this dancer at the Blue Pyramid Club that tells you 
uh, people are being taken. Are they being taken to killed? To be killed? Are they be ta- where are they being taken outside of the city? Does this have any relation to what went on in uh, Derbyshire? Um, and that this spice dealer that was a possible lead for Barrington, who he dismissed, may be the one behind all of this. How reliable are your sources? How reliable is your information? You're not sure. But it seems like you want to check out Ferris and Sons. Uh, at least call to see if you can get a hold of them. If not, stop by or then last resort, break in and read their records as usual. <laughs> Mystery Squad style. Uh, sounds like you want to pay a visit to Empire Spices. Or at least stake them out. Um, what else? And, plan uh, a, like hop plan- into... Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, I was going to say plan a visit probably to one of these um, uh, the articles uh, murders because it's further away so we'd probably not just show up you know mm-hmm. mm. okay see if those dates line match up at all after uh, you know I'd say 9am once you feel comfortable to make a phone call do you want to give Ferris and Sons a ring uh if you do, I'll just kind of push you into doing that. You get an answer. Um, uh, hello, Ferris and Sons. This is Glenn speaking. How may I help you? We're all just <laughs> hovering Who's over the phone. around Who's the calling? earpiece. I'm calling. I, I, I don't know. I feel like Feyruz hasn't talked in a while. <laughs> yeah. just, just steady on. Steady on, lady. <laughs> Uh, uh, yes, um, I was just curious. Um, Ooh, a lady. <laughs> <laughs> um, if if one was to acquire your services, um, what what sort of rates do you have? Is it a, is it a do you is it do you rent out your trucks to? On a, what what are the terms that you that you do to rent out your services? All right. Well, we have a, a number of different options. Uh, you can rent by the day, uh, by the hour. Not many people do that for for us, um, but we have had it. People are making small moves, um, or, or there are long term rentals uh, available as well. What what were you into? What kind of project uh, do you need a, a, a truck for? Uh, well, you see, um, I am shipping uh, some of my belongings as I am moving into the country. And so oh. I would require a, a, uh, some time to to transport these things back and forth, you see. Oh, may I ask where you're coming from? From Germany. <laughs> Germany? I thought I detected an accent. Uh, well, welcome I'm, to I'm jolly working, old England. Well, thank you. I am working on uh, assimilating how is my accent. I'll tell you, I'd never know. I'd think that you were American, um, but German. I guess I don't I, I know do enough German. I a lot. Um, <laughs> so, I, but my 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 question to you is: um, Would I would I necessarily need to have my own drivers? Would you be providing those, or, or what is your what is your policy? 
Um, no, we just rent the trucks. We don't have uh, drivers available. So when you rent I a truck, you, you get the I entire see. truck. Now, would this be if it's Germany? It would be from uh, the train station. You must have a lot of uh, things being shipped over. That you need one of our trucks. You know, we, we we mainly deal with commercial. But you know, we we if uh, if you can pay our rates, we can we can do whatever. Um, you would just need someone that would know how to to handle a truck of this size. Right. Right. Um. Well, and then I just kind of like put my my hand over the receiver. Um, is there anything? What is yes. this though? If they if they don't provide drivers, then that tells me they don't keep a log of where things are are, are picked up and dropped off. Oh, oh, do they? Take he puts that? his hand over the receiver. I think we're going to sell a truck to someone. <laughs> <laughs> we can finally pay for rich. our kids' it's a medication. Rich woman. <laughs> and and how how yes. do you uh, how do you calculate your rates? Do you um, put a log of your of, of travel? Um, how is it that you keep track of of these things? Uh, no, well, you you mark down the mileage uh, upon taking the truck, and then we check the mileage uh, on return. Uh, at that point, it's your truck. You know, I, I always enjoy seeing a Ferris and Sons truck uh, out there, and uh, I do catch them from time to time in my travels. I'll see a Ferris and Sons truck. It's, uh, you know, my father started the business, and uh, oh, okay. I took it over. I'm uh, Glenn Ferris, you're actually speaking to. Um, Glenn Ferris, pleasure. Yes. Uh, and as I'm like, can we go and see the trucks? Uh, Where are they? Um, may, may I, I? I'm not quite sure. Uh, yes. I, to be honest, I, I, your your services came highly recommended, but I, I would just like to, is it possible for me to stop by just to see uh, your trucks and, and if this would be something suitable uh, for my needs or, or would, would that be? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're open now until uh, five. I'll, I'll, I'll be here till five. Um, you can you can come on by and and. and and see if the truck uh, will, will suit your needs. Absolutely. Lovely. Do I need an appointment or shall I just stop no, by? just come on by. Else? I'm here all day. Just ask for Glenn. Perfect. <laughs> Glenn uh, well, thank you so much, Glenn. Uh, we shall be stopping by uh, sometime today. It's Glenn, by the way. What did I say? I thought you said Gwen. Oh, I'm Glenn. Mad. Sure. Glenn. Yes. Um, Glem. It was lovely to meet you, Glem. Um, <laughs> you, I'm sorry, you're saying Glem. <laughs> I just uh, it's Glenn with an N. Yes, that's Glenn what I said. Glem isn't a name. <laughs> First, I thought you called me Gwen. Now you're calling me Glem. Anyhow, I can't wait to see you. I'll look for a German woman, and I'll know it's you. Right. <laughs> my my name is Margot, and I look forward to meeting you. All right, Miss Margot. Good day. Click. <laughs> Mailed it. That was so fun. Oh, I love it starting the morning with fun jokes. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, there's a knock on the hotel room door. Hill. How now? Yeah. Uh, walk over and. Uh, set the chain and open it up like yes hello and there's like a bellhop and he has a small box in his hands and he says the delivery ah yes I'll open the door accept the box yes thank you very much tip him have a good day and he leaves (laughs) and uh you have this small box about uh the size of a loaf of bread is um there anything on it that says where it's from or or no, lizard non, apes on the side nondescript it just has your your name uh villiers your last name and your room number huh okay i 
up the top. It's your business cards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. Uh, here we are. Um, and like, and they they're very Art Deco, and um, and, it just, and it just um says yeah, uh, Mystery Squad est. Two, uh, 1923, right? 1923. Oh, three. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what we're um, And then a, a per, per request, um, the first the first name is Tillinghast, and then subsequently every other name is in order of alphabet. Let's see. Good, good work here, Vaughn. Uh, yeah. Man, someone, Jabron, someone should do some fan art just of our business cards. <laughs> Sounds like a law firm. Like, what is the Mystery Squad? Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's the point you asked. That's that's marketing 101. You get it. They look at it, and they want to know more. And more importantly, they'll come to me to ask. Great work, Double V. Very Uh, little other information. Very little. I mean, it seems to me that we'll be... Not to to be too ambitious, but uh, I dare say in the Mystery Squad, if we continue this journey, may not... um, keep regular accommodations so we can perhaps uh, customize these as we move around London and perhaps the world Ooh, I'm gonna get a we, we, sh- we should have put our worldwide somewhere oh, on the, oh you know uh, missed opportunity you anyway. put worldwide it's instant credibility you're like you're all over the world yes Prestige worldwide. Yeah. Yes. Mr. <laughs> we'll worldwide. Have, Global. We'll have to verbally remind them each time. Yeah. Right. We're all over the world. We're everywhere. Yes. Worldwide. Right on uh, in our contact. Vaughn. <clears throat> I was just trying to fall asleep last night. I felt like I heard you jibber jabbering on the phone. What were you doing? Was I loud? Uh, just, um, you know. Were you um, reaching um, at that hour? Oh, I know. Terribly, terribly late. But, um. My uh, answer, uh, uh, set of an answering service, you know. So, um, take take a message while we're out. Nothing of any import. Well, well, that's fine. I don't actually care. Roll. <laughs> yeah, everyone just sounds very reasonable. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I actually didn't give a shit. I just you know, make a conversation. <laughs> uh, so we do know that they do not hire out their own drivers. So we could assume that these drivers are either from the Penhue Foundation themselves, which is, seems a little unlikely, or perhaps associated with the Pyramid Club. Yes, it seems to me that the Pyramid Club and the Penhue Foundation form a sort of axis where these two, uh, these two organizations are a front. Speaking only theoretically, of course, for this, this brotherhood. By the way, we also don't necessarily have to wait until the third Tuesday or whatever if we just want to stake out Penhue again until that until another Ferris Brothers truck shows up could be another option and then just follow that. It's true. That is an option. Um, we could stake out the spice shop, which I'd yes. be interested in doing. Mm-hmm. I'm curious as well about this spice shop. Yelesia Sam, the poor, and, uh, d- downright raving dancer who we, who we met the other evening was rather hysterical about the what she saw as the evil of the proprietress of that spice shop. Right. Yeah, we don't want anyone else to die. 
Should we split up again? Picture of her now in the uh, sidebar, if you can see Yelisha Esam. Oh yeah. Should we split up again, or should we uh, go to the spice shop together and then go to the van place together? Um, I don't see a need to split up, really. Yeah. Also, I mean, are we going to? I know that man. Glenn seems so cool. Uh, <laughs> as if <laughs> look, no one's denying Glem's awesome. But, Gwen. Uh, <laughs> Glem seemed like a nice Gwen. fellow. Gwen? Gwen. Gwen. If we, it feels like I don't. I don't know what else we'll get out of there. If he's not even seems like a right. dead well, I'm yeah. hoping that like if more than one person goes, we can distract him and someone can go into the office. I know, and, but like, it sounds like they're not even like keeping oh, yeah. track of. They're just getting mileage. And that's right. it. So I don't know. Yeah. It'd be tough to be like, oh shit. Well, especially since they have probably haven't returned the truck yet. We don't even know how many miles they're going. It would be interesting. Yes. The only question I wish I would have asked is if the only thing I'd like to know, since it seems we wouldn't know the precise locations that their rental trucks went, we could know if the Penhue Foundation rents a truck like that at a rate of once a month. Well, the thing Do you we think got. That the- didn't the thing we get say it was like a six-month total rental or whatever? They just got yes, it for so a big chunk. Then, then in that case, yes. Then we have, I suppose, the information that Ferris would be able to give us. Yeah. Sorry, what were you going to say, Ferris? Those murders that occurred outside of London, I, I, in addition to finding the, the time of the month that that occurred, it would be interesting to know if that was was that with, within six months or was that prior yes the Derbyshire murders yeah yeah there, I don't think there was a date on any of the articles no um, this one would be is it reward offered there's it's police no. baffled yeah, and yes. it almost had it almost yes. had me I think was one of them but then, then scoop reward offered is is speaking of uh, an unidentified for it was this is my memory now. Um, that, that, that referenced in particular the Egyptian murders, and right. mentions Barrington. Yeah, that's yes. yeah, that's right. who we were talking about. That was all in London. Mm. The Egyptian murders. The Egyptian murders. And we're yes. not altogether certain that um, who we spoke to last night is altogether correct. That they are being taken outside of the city. It may very well be that they never leave it. That is very astute of you. Perhaps and this woman, could, this woman bedding. didn't. This woman didn't know. Uh, she didn't say, and she saw anything on the distinguishing on the truck, right? So we don't even know. No, perhaps more than more than Mahoney. Perhaps Barrington would be a better call for that. If he would disclose to us what he knows in his investigation of the Egyptian murders, if they occur at a discoveries of the bodies are made at, at regular intervals, then we would be able to connect what's what's occurring at the Blue Pyramid. Right. Two. I feel, I feel like all this. Oh, sorry. Well, I feel like based on our last interaction with him, we would need to show up with some evidence because he did not seem very charmed by us. Well, one of us in particular. Uh, yeah, someone tripped over their own tongue. <laughs> yes, I think I knocked his inkwell onto his blotter. Um, but you are correct, Margot, in that we did make some or offer some sort of bargain that he. Seemed like he would be more helpful to us if we did bring something useful. And also not to be the resident uh, criminal, but um, just because we met a cop in the States that we ended up trusting 
doesn't necessarily mean this one we can trust. I don't know. Hmm. Let's not get lulled into a false sense of trust in cops. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, we've, we've learned all too well. Well, whether they're connected or not, there's still something nefarious happening with them. Yes. With this truck service, with this club, with people being whisked away, some of them not being seen. Mm-hmm. Let's let's see about this 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 spice house. To me, that is the most in- intriguing and the most uh, connected to the interview that Misha Brown and I conducted last evening. Yes. Maybe we will find things out there and want to go to the van place after. Now, stakeout is one thing to, to look at it from a a safe remove, but. Mr. Blan and I are now perhaps known to the uh, denizens of the Blue Pyramid. You, Miss Sauer, and uh, you, Miss Tillinghast, are not. Mm. Perhaps you could actually go in and, and speak to the proprietress to get a better sense of what's what goes on. Oh, yeah. I think between the two of us, just befuddle this woman with our wit. <laughs> and while we're in there, you guys uh, watch from the outside? Yeah, just keep keep track. Sure. Perhaps. You guys were in that same area last night, and so the way Soho is, even though it's a little seedy, there are like plenty of outdoor cafes and restaurants. You could like uh, park yourselves at one nearby and just kind of watch. Yeah, uh, get a wa- copy of the scoop and hold it up. Just <laughs> a peek over once in a while. <laughs> I always imagine scoop has like an exclamation point. Oh yeah, scoop, scoop, scoop. <laughs> uh, just to give you some context uh, that may not be provided in the handouts, those murders in um, Lesser Edale, I, ke- I call them the Derbyshire murders, um, that's the area. That happened three months ago. Okay. Um, so when uh, Jackson was reading that article, it, it was still fresh uh, because he read it in December. So it was like, I think it happened probably in November. Um, and then the Egyptian murders is this ongoing thing um and remember that inspector barrington's predecessor uh while investigating those murders uh disappeared and i don't see it here because i can't remember if it was actually something we saw the receipt for the truck for the six-month rental was there a date on that uh no okay uh well no actually there were yeah just kind of thinking back that was um fairly recent okay yeah so it's it's on extended rental i'd say that it's probably uh a month and a half into its six month rental okay got yeah. it and if you disclose to us everything that you saw then we're also this means that the pentagon foundation also has installed somewhere unknown to us very large safe it's a walk-in safe somewhere mm. yes yeah something Perhaps. Connects, uh, by henson manufacturing in derby but, but which if we could reach out to them they may be able to tell us something more about uh-huh. where yes it is that's great. Nice. Just pretend to be Penny. Just pretend to be Gaffigan and not remember. <laughs> I'm sorry. Could you just remind me with that giant walk? You guys did such a good job. Yes. <laughs> I lost it. Uh, all right. So yep. off to stake out Empire Spices. Yes. Mm-hmm. Maybe if Margo, uh, Margo, Margo, and Carter, if you are to go inside, perhaps Vaughn and I will. Um, Look around the back, check around the outside. Wow, yep. that's yes. happening. Lovely. Uh, 
let's head on over there after um, breakfast, which we won't roleplay. Which we and drink. You, uh, you guys maybe take a cab in the direction, get out someplace nearby, and sure enough, you do see a, a cafe that's like, eh, diagonally across the street. You'd love it to be a little bit closer, um, but you can you have a view of the of the front door. There's just traffic mm-hmm. going back and forth, and it's on the other side of the street, a couple storefronts down, um, and you see a, a, a two-story building at 76 Wardour Street in Soho. There's a big sign for Empire Spices. It looks like there's a store uh, on the first floor and maybe an apartment uh, on the second. Um, but you get the sense that the whole building is Empire Spices. So Just maybe... keep revealing places we can break into. Right. <laughs> Just keep <laughs> peeling back the layers. Uh, what do you What do you do there, Margot and Carter? You just roll on in? Well, what is your game plan? What are you going to tell them? Yeah? Well, here's the deal. We're, we're, we're a, a married couple who are looking to start cooking more. Oh. So we want to like... I don't have a ring. She's not going to believe that I'm married. Shit. <laughs> you Vaughn, can't you just got, you don't have that ring on you. married. Vaughn, <laughs> I have Why do we have to be married? Uh, Vaughn is like fumbling in his pocket, just kind of absentmindedly. Like, hmm, no, um, what? <laughs> do you have a ring? All right, I don't know what you're... I don't know anything. Uh, I just assume. Um, whatever. What do you need? Uh, your restaurateurs. We're restaurateurs. Got it. Yes. And um, we are looking to uh, branch out our menu with uh, more exotic flavors. <laughs> I think that's good enough. Let's go! <laughs> Carter just grabs Perfect cover story. Margo's hand and starts walking in. Mm. Uh, so all right, you walk there. in, and right as you open the door, uh, both of your noses are treated to a, a myriad of pleasant smells. Ah! It's very, very pungent, but it's not, like, um, it's not uh, bad. It's actually very, very nice, even though, like, there's a lot going on. You see uh, there are a few customers uh, in there uh, perusing the shelves, like, holding spices up and, and sniffing them. And all along the walls are, are shelves with jars of spices, and then underneath are like drawers uh, that you can pull out for probably like dried spices. Um, and everything is labeled, um, you know, alphabetically for the most part. It looks like there's a, a, a system. Um, and you see this beautiful uh, tan skinned, slender woman with long dark hair and enchanting green eyes. Uh, speaking to one of the customers, she's wearing this long, skin tight black dress. Carter and Margot, she's one of the most beautiful women you've ever seen in your life. Um, and um, as you come in, she just she smiles uh, to you and gives you kind of like the I'll be with you in one second. And uh, the two of you walk in and pretend to be uh, perusing. And then uh, this, I think this finished. will go well with our dessert menu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she finishes up with a customer. Uh, she comes over and she says, "Greetings. Um, may I may I help you find something?" Uh, hi. Yes. Oh, oh, sorry. We're <laughs> oh no. Go ahead. We are uh, restaurateurs who are <laughs> visiting from the United States. We're uh, about to open up a new restaurant called Spice It Up. And we were thinking about uh, just branching out from the normal American fare of grilled cheeses. Uh, in fact, uh, my wife partner here, <laughs> we're restaurateurs who are thinking about getting married, 
but then abandoned that idea because we realized it was going to get in the way of the business. Gotcha. Huh? <laughs> Hi. We're, we're just browsing. We're getting inspiration for our new menu. Um, I guess, is there, can you, can you start us off somewhere? There's just so many spices in here. Like, where would you recommend a newbie to start? I'm, I am honored that you would come to my store while on a uh, holiday. Uh, yes, you, you say it's called Spice It Up. Is there a, with is an there exclamation a point. With an exclamation point. Is there a central uh, type of food that you uh, serve? Um, is it all spices? I'm just curious where to, where I can point you. I think that's kind of up uh, for debate currently. You know, originally I just wanted to make it all Rubens, but uh, that uh, was quickly shot down. He pretends to look, like looking at Margot. Uh, uh, but so no, we, I, honestly, we're sort of we're riding the wave of flavor here. We're just trying to figure out what we see could inspire something new. And you know, we could also name a menu item after you, should you point us in the right direction. Well, that's very kind. Um, but I, 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 I aim to please, uh, if it is uh, Rubens you are interested in, we do have some exotic uh, caraway seed. Um, oh, that, that sounds uh, delightful. It's probably not something you could find um, in America, the type of seed that I have. It would make a uh, very interesting uh, sauerkraut which I believe ah. is uh, from your uh, homeland. I'm detecting a, a German accent. Yes, yes. I love sauerkrauts. We all Sauer- do. Oh, yes. I, uh, it's not something I, I... I do enjoy fermented foods, but it is not a, a common uh, part of my diet. Anyhow... Um, oh, so me... many probiotics. You should get on board. Yes, I hear it is very good for you. Um, but uh, please, uh, come over here, and you are welcome. And she shows you these, these tiny little spoons. She's like, uh, you can sample, uh, but please uh, take small amounts. Um, and you just put the spoon in and then and, and pour it onto your finger to keep the spoons clean for the next customer. And then you can uh, taste the spices. And if, uh, if there's anything else I can help you with, I, I'm, I'm at your service. Thank you so much. This is very helpful. We'll be uh, exploring Welcome, and uh, welcome to uh, London. She uh, goes back and uh, walks over towards the counter, and there's like a uh, curtain, um, and she uh, pushes the curtain aside and goes into a a back room. So, like, as we're fake perusing, just kind of, like, looking around the store, does anything stand out? Is it really just spices out here? It looks like a lot of spices, like overwhelming. Um, and so if you want to make it clear that you guys know what you, you're doing, um, it, it'll, it'll be pretty clear that you're lost if you're not constantly trying things. Um, but yeah, it appears to just be spices. The only thing that really stands out is there's this like, I don't know if he's teenager or just uh, like uh, early 20s. Sure. <laughs> early 20s mid 20s lanky kid in scruffy overalls um who looks to be possibly egyptian uh, as well um same uh same tone as the uh as the proprietor and uh he's just kind of bopping around moving boxes and doing stuff but they look to be the only two employees and uh there are other people there maybe chefs probably not american German business people looking for rare spices. But yeah, it just looks like a spice shop. Um, but there is a, a back room, obviously. Um, and you do see at one point when she comes back out, stairs uh, leading up to 
which from the outside looked like an apartment. Mm-hmm. But nothing jumping out at you guys. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Uh, the, the back room is the same room that she's gone into? Yeah. Okay. Uh, shit. Oh. Man, you really should have thought this out more. Well, there's... It, I mean, it's not... Not everywhere is going to be as a juju house. I mean, that's it's true. just spices, and then there's a back room, and that's obviously where we want to be, and we can't be that right now. Okay, so what we know right now, or what we think we know about this woman, is that she's human trafficking people, uh, <laughs> potentially straight to a location where they die. So how do we get information about that? Uh, hmm. Let's see here. By breaking into her apartment. I think it's a great idea. How do we... Hmm. Maybe hmm. We, can try to, we can try to distract her. It's, I don't think there's any way one of us can distract this woman long Let's enough. Let's purchase the spice, and then we'll be very close to the curtain. You see the hours are from 9 to 5. Uh-huh. So if you did want to break in, uh, you <laughs> would come back uh, under the cover of night. Uh, but yeah, just standing there, you think it would be pretty tricky to get back there. However, if you want to get a closer look on the sly, you uh-huh. could uh, peruse the shelves nearby there. And uh, at a certain point, that young man um, is carrying some boxes back there. And so the curtain moves again, and you see it looks like a long hallway that stretches all the way to the back. Um, the staircase, like I mentioned, leading up. And then there's like four doors that are all closed. So like three other rooms, four other rooms um, off of that hallway. So it's a pretty big place and the spice shop only takes up a very small portion of it. And sorry, each of those doors are different like apartments or it's just like an apartment that has no, this there are other rooms. They could be storage. It could be an office. Um, okay. it, they're closed so it's hard to tell but it's a pretty big uh, pretty big space with the um, apartment above as well and it's pretty clear that those stairs lead up to directly to there so the whole building is oh got it got it okay so i'm sorry so these doors are on the ground floor that we saw okay yeah looking past there it's a hallway with three doors and a staircase leading up got it we could purchase uh some spices and maybe try to chat her up like oh just such a you have a lot of storage back there because the the store is so small and Uh uh-huh and also do you rent a truck (laughs) to move (laughs) people (laughs) You've, you've purchased such an interesting um, uh, selection here. Uh, ah, yes. Uh, we grabbed a little bit of everything. I was thinking just mix it all up. Yes, it's it's very curious. I, I, if I'm ever in, uh, where, where is your restaurant? Uh, well, we're looking to franchise it across um, various shopping malls across the United States. I see. So and do you have, have a home, a main location? Uh, Topeka, Kansas. Topeka, well, if I'm... <laughs> If I ever find myself in Topeka, I'll be sure to... Uh, Don't bend over backwards to get to, over there, I'll uh, tell you that. Check it out. All right. Um, and uh, she's like, anything else I can get you? Um, no, just these spices. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's just, just like taking oh, each thing and putting them in nice little bags for you. you must or you can put them all in one. No, you don't want to mix them. They must be separated. Well, uh, well, I don't mean any offense here, but we're on the cutting edge of American cuisine. I will leave that to you then to mix okay. as you see fit. Um, you, you were saying, madam? Oh, I was just saying uh, the shop is so nice and you must have so you. Uh, much stock in the back there. It's just 
um, of spices because it's just a shop is so small, but the building seems so large, and you must supply uh, so much around here. It's great business. I've done I've done very well for myself since coming over um, from Egypt. Uh, yes. How I long have you been in the country? I've been here for a few years now, um, and uh, you know I started out with just a small uh, cart. For my spices at open air markets and whatnot, and uh, uh, my connections to back home have made it uh, a lot easier for things to be sent to me, and so I was able to provide uh, certain spices that are a little more difficult to find. Uh, so restaurateurs, not just those of my culture, will come to me, and uh, I very quickly expanded, as you can see. Mm. Mm-hmm. What oh. part of what part of Egypt? Out of curiosity. Um. She mentions the city that you don't, you've never heard of. <laughs> <laughs> well, some, you know, if she said like Cairo, then it'd be right like, near, oh, Cairo. Just outside of Cairo is where oh. I spent most of my life. They got pyramids there in Egypt. Yes. Yes, they do. May I say that you're just as striking as the broken face of the Sphinx. It's <laughs> very kind of you to say, I think. Um, <laughs> Man, All right. Well, here. game. <laughs> well, I was gonna, I was gonna work said my way. Cleopatra. Into, I was gonna work my way into. I was gonna work my way into a charm roll. As <laughs> pretty as the broken, mangled face of this. Um, all right, here are your fucking spices. Anything? Any other the rude things you'd like to say? I've been more than kind. Um, uh, yes, sir. Uh, well, uh, please uh, stop in any time you find yourselves uh, in in the area, um, and tell your friends, tell your American and uh, German friends, uh, if they are ever in London and uh, looking for uh, the chance to spice it up. <laughs> See, spread the word. <laughs> come to uh, come to my store. Okay. Thank you. Thank that. you. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Bonjour. Yeah, I guess we leave. It doesn't seem like there's much out in like the spice storefront. I'm shocked there wasn't just a, like a dead body in here or, or something. just like just have, relics yeah. on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> if there was, you'd never smell it from all the spices. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we roll up to the cafe. Are these well, we the, had, oh wait, did you guys go to the back? Were you guys, guys out? Yeah. We, meanwhile, we would have head out to. We wanted to kind of have a little look see around back. It's possible to move into an alley area or whatever around yeah. that, this place. Yeah, so you um, you guys kind of do a little scouting while they're in there, and uh, the buildings are pretty close to each other. Um, there's like a gate with a uh, alleyway uh, separating uh, the Empire Spice building from the neighboring building, um, and you can see all the way at the end of the alleyway is a... Another door that looks like it leads out onto a backyard of the spice place, um, but on the other side of the building, it abuts to another building, like on the next block. Okay. Um, and then there's nothing to the left; it's a corner right on the corner of the street. So you've got the adjoining building, small little alley behind a gate. Looks like a yard back there, but then another building behind that. Doing your so, doing your recon. So, do you think if there were to be any shipments that this store receives? Do you think they just receive items from the front, or, or do you think is, does this look like a, a that alley? Does it is it a thing that like a car could drive through, Troy? 
Uh, no, no, it's just for people um, to get 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 down, like a, to get to get to the back door. Yes, sort of slip yeah. through to the garden, I suppose. If assuming this is the place where nefarious things happen, the, the spice shop is rather a good front to re- send and receive all manner of things. It just struck me, Miss Chabron, that um, when we uh, went to the abode of Mister Shipley, I don't know if you were, but I was. The entire time we were there, even though it was it was dingy and rather shabby, worst of all was that uh, herpetological aroma. Right. I could have never said what a snake smelled like, but when I smelt, I knew. Strikes me that if one could not control that aroma, a house of spices would be the perfect place to work. To cover up the smell. You're saying? Yes. It would be brilliant if that was the case. Again, one can't let their uh, imagination run away with them. Do you want to hop the fence? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Give me a boost. <laughs> okay. I cut, I cut my hands and hoist you up over the gate. All right, so uh, I'll just have you guys achieve that with ease, without rolling. You hoist Vaughn over the gate? Or I guess I... T- or you hoist for a Therus up first, and yeah. then I climb over and myself. climb. All right, so yeah. give me and a this climb con- roll, Vaughn. I'm going oh, to say you can, okay. with ease, uh, put Ferus over, but now you've got to climb yourself. Are we coming around the corner and seeing, like... <laughs> this is like all happening the, concurrent. I feel oh, like yeah. we're at it's the coffee shop inside. waiting for them or something. Oh yeah, like, maybe God. you guys come out and... Well, let's see what the result of the rolls here is, and then we'll do the narrative. I, su- I got a regular success. Nice. Okay. 15 under 20. Not my best skill. <gasps> wow. 15 under 20. Make sure to mark that. Oh, yeah. Um, All right, Margo and Carter, give me a spot hidden. Ooh, Ooh, that... That's 23 under 69. Is it extreme? Um, I think that's... It's definitely hard. Yeah. But I think extreme is one-fifth, so that it would have to be low. What'd you get, Carter? Uh, Failed it. Failed. All right, so Margot, I'm going to say that like you come out and you turn to the left and you see Vaughn, you see like a figure climbing over the fence. It's not very far from like the door to the this building. It's like oh, I don't know, twenty feet away, and you mm-hmm. look and you see Vaughn hopping the fence. To the <laughs> corner of your eye. This is not what you guys planned. There, there so. they go. Well, I guess we deserve it because we went into the sarcophagus. Uh, they're they're getting ahead of themselves. Wait, and what are they? What, the what's fence. happening? I didn't see anything. What? I, it looks like they went into uh, the, the yard, uh, the backyard of the, the fuck. In the daytime, you, keep them occupied. Do you want to just wait? I don't think all four of us should. No, no, I don't think. What the hell are they doing? They're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go have some coffee. They were having drinks when we went. Now we can have some coffee while All they right, you want to get a latte? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you guys could literally walk by, cast a glance through the gate, and see Vaughn and Feyruz. You guys just, they kind of wave I mean, at you. Just How about like, we just, just block? To be, just to be, like, Feyruz doesn't have the intention of breaking in. I just, she just wanted to run in, see what the situation was, take yeah. a closer look, and come back out quickly. Yeah. Have a right. look at the back garden. 
Yeah. That's what right. we wanted to do also. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So, yeah, let's, uh, let's just right, so keep Carter, an eye on this. Carter and Margo, you guys get a drink and you're walking by and you see them. I'm, I don't know if you give them eyes or what, but you're just like, all right, business as usual. You go again to get the drink and now you're watching. Uh, your lookout was goofing off and, uh, you guys go down to the end and you see another gate that opens up on a yard. Now, from the yard, you see uh, the back of the building. There is one door leading into the building and then two windows on either side of that door looking into one of these other rooms that you saw when you guys were inside and looked in the hallway. And so just kind of putting this together as a team, you realize there were four doors. One of them led outside three of them led to other rooms. So two of these windows look in on two of those rooms. On those rooms that people didn't look into. Okay. Yes. So, and, um, and I was also going to say, then there's another door in the yard leading to like a small outbuilding. Okay, great. Okay. Um, so we've got to get over another fen- gate to get into the backyard. Is that right? There's a, that gate that you're standing in front of, you can just open the door and walk right Good. into the backyard. We'll quietly open that. And um, crouch, kind of pressed against the back of the building. Just and slowly then just, roll across the lawn. Uh, you know, <laughs> and then kind of like clutch the sill and, re- and pop a eye up. Little. See if we can peep into the window. Yeah. All right. Give me, uh, let's give me two stealth rolls. Okay. Oh, dear. Such a low score for you, boy. Okay. That's a, that's a failure. Um, okay. What did I? Oh, I failed too, but I'm going to spend some luck. Okay. I'm going to spend eight, uh, 12 points of luck. Mine is too far of a leap (laughs) to spend luck. (laughs) So I think my, my only option is to push. Um, all right. So so how did you initially approach and what are you doing differently? All right. I th- um, this I is, love like this is bad because my to. my my stealth is twenty four. My oh, yeah. chances of succeeding here are so bad. I rolled an eighty three over twenty four. But okay. in order to make this not a fail, pushing is my what I what I can do. Okay, so, push away. Um, here we go. So I think I've I've I, like I said I crouched. I've I've kind of lifted myself up out of the crouch to peek over and look into the window. And I think at this moment I maybe lose my balance and it's the kind of like I'm, I'm pressed so close to the wall that I'm almost going to like my legs are going to slide out from under me. Mm-hmm. And it's the kind of thing where like I'm throwing an arm out to catch myself. But if I throw it out wrong, I'm going to like punch the window out <laughs> or, or like crack something. And sorry, okay. real quick. Can are, can we see any of this shenanigans? Absolutely no, I mean, not. We're tucked no, away behind the building so now. Deep oh, because you got behind. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if it was yeah. straight down the alley. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But don't worry, you're going to hear it soon. Um, <laughs> here we go. Okay. Damn it. Yep. 45 under over 24. All right. Margo and Carter, give me a spot hidden. Oh, geez. It all Why starts so innocently. Back? It all starts so innocently. Yeah. We're also like sitting at the cafe, like watching who's going in oh, and fuck. out. 55 under 69. Regularly. Failed. I have to go. Oh, well. Could have gone after hours. Uh-huh. Okay. All right, this is what happens, and it all kind of happens simultaneously as we're going back and forth between uh, Feyruz and Vaughn behind the building and Margot and Carter just wondering 
when are they coming back? Uh, you try to catch yourself, Vaughn. And as you do, you step backwards and you slam your foot on a coal chute. Uh, there's like a coal chute that at first you didn't even see in the yard and it's right in front of that window and you hit it and it makes like a loud because it's hollow underneath. It's like you drop, you drop coal straight into below the building and it makes this loud and Feyruz, as you're peering, as you're slyly peering into the window, um, the door opens to, uh, the room that you're peering into and a figure like hears that noise and starts coming towards the window. Meanwhile, Carter and Margot, as you're standing there watching to see like, why aren't they back? Why aren't they back? Why aren't they back? What are they doing? You notice a car like six car lengths up with two people in it watching. Watching are they watching you? Are they watching Empire Spices? Are they watching for what Feyruz and Vaughn are doing? You don't know. And maybe you'll know next week. <laughs> I, can't, I can't be sure. Yeah. Oh, no. How could you be sure? There can only be one mystery squad. We must take them out. <laughs> oh, my God. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> I thought man. it was going down that cold like woo. Oh, oh man! No. Oh, you were a you fumble away. So, yeah. You just look like Dick Van Dyke. Yep. You were a fumble away going down that cold shirt. Oh boy! Oh, thank you, everybody. We'll see you next week. Amazing. It's time to make your membership official. Become an official member of the Nation today at jointhenation.com. That's jointhenation.com, where you'll get access to exclusive podcasts and live streams you can't find anywhere else. See what everybody's talking about and join the Nation today at jointhenation.com.